Hello, welcome back to Really Good Appears, where we chat about and discuss all sorts of movies. My name is Gary O'Brien, and joining me as always for the monthly movie awards, it is my good friend and co-host, David Scanlon. Today we're presenting our awards for the movies of November 2022, so stick around, we hope you enjoy. Yeah, so the first thing I want to get out of the way with is I apologize for ruining people's holidays. And if they're here because of it, thank you. So what I did was I was recently away on holidays and I went to go see, you know, one of those geyser things. And uh, it's gas because nobody knows when it's going to fucking, otherwise everyone's like, oh, maybe it has a tail. It doesn't have a tail. It just fucking (laughs) explodes whenever it explodes. But everyone, everyone's like, there's like hundred people recording this thing. Not happening. There's hours of footage of, on people's phones of something not happening. You know what I mean? So I took the opportunity. To be like, oh man, I'm hanging around here, waiting so long. I should just stick on my favorite podcast, at Really Interviews on Instagram. It's great. They talk about new movies, old movies, movies you love, love, movies you hate, but also some you don't know. And I just promoted the podcast on on my entire holiday whenever I saw someone recording a video. So (laughs) they're here because of it. Apologies, but thanks for tuning in. So the the idea there was that like someone is going to look back on their video of the the guys are not going off yeah yeah and here you promoting yeah. reading in the fears yeah oh, i love it it's great isn't it <laughs> yeah i think so. and even the waterfall shit it's just yeah. like it's just like i'm just talking about there's a great there's a great recap on march people should go back and check it <laughs> out i don't know what we talked about in march but see, this see i feel if you're don't take this as any disrespect gary but i think if you're a more confident person i think you would uh actually go and try and promote this properly like yeah you know, hey i'm gary i have a podcast <laughs> no whereas, whereas like, you're like don't talk to me about my podcast. Don't, don't, don't talk to me about it. That's not me. Yeah. Um, but speaking of podcast, yeah. this is one. And we're yeah. talking about movies from November, David. November. A lot of movies in November. It was a good month. Yeah. Uh, so good that I actually don't have any entries for uh, a lot of the uh, awards. As in the bad ones? Yeah, the bad ones, yeah. <laughs> not, not that I, this month is so good, I couldn't pick something for movie of the month. And <laughs> um, yeah, don't worry, I got some, I picked some bad ones. Yeah. Uh, but also this month, we had the Mighty Mo- Mi- the mighty Movie Mustache Modown, um, which people were voting for on Instagram. I was very appreciative of people's engagement in that, David. It was a surprise winner, I think. Yeah, I, I was expecting Bill Cutton. I, I I had heard from several sources that they were hoping Borat would win. So that's what that's my favourite was going. I Well, I, look, speaking about upsets, fucking Pierce Brosnan knocked out in the first round. Yeah. I, like, I was kind of like, oh yeah, I didn't expect him to win it, but I expected people to have my back somewhat. So the thing is, because he's not a typically moustached man, was it weird to see him with a moustache? Not at all, because no. that movie's fantastic. It's not good, but it's great. I love that movie. No, I'm, sh- just, I'm just thinking like when you look at, say, the winner... Who was yeah. Sam Elliot. Elliot, the stranger? Yeah, from Big who uh, typically has a mustache. Yeah, and he has a majestic mustache in that. Yeah, but is it just a case that he deserves it? He's put in the hours. Yeah, but you have to remember, like, but you have to remember, like, the the range Pierce Brosnan has shown to grow that mustache. You know what I mean? The fact that he was able to was that actual mustache. It was. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. This this is already too long. Did Henry Cavill make that list? Uh, yeah, he oh, lost yeah. to Danny Trejo from Machete. Ah, okay, yeah. I was a bit surprised by that yeah, as well. Yeah, I was surprised as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so people thank you for voting in that, but we're going to talk about movies now. Yeah. Um, and how this works, if anyone's not aware, uh, new listeners from... Oh, like, sorry, the, actually, you need to also thank some of the listeners for donating. Oh, yeah, I was going to... Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, if you're going to if you're yeah. gonna talk about mustaches... Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, okay. Um, I was trying to keep the beginning light, but let's let's talk for longer. Uh, yes, I also was raising money for November, and people were far too generous and by giving me money for it. So thank you very much. He no longer has a mustache, people. Uh, yeah, I had to shave. Yeah, people were annoyed about me not having a mustache yesterday, but I'm like, it's a November exclusive. I can't have it outside of it. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but uh, no, very much do appreciate people because I beat my 2020 record, so I was very happy with that. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, 
more you, money for men's health. Exactly. And it's a good, it is a good cause. It's not like something, it's not a cash making scheme for Gary. I wish. If, see, if only I was more confident in promoting my scams. Your own, yeah, if exactly, I had, I was so yeah. much better at it. You, I you could end up with a Netflix documentary. Oh, man. <laughs> like the Tinder swindler. Was that? I could see you being so ready. Just be, oh, I'll talk shit about Gary. Yeah, yeah. I'll be, I'll be like ex best friend from school. I'll bring my own mic. Oh, piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. We're getting so off tangent. So, yes, uh, for anyone who doesn't know how this works or is a new listener from Iceland, how this works is myself and David watch a load of movies in a month. And how we uh, talk about them is we split it, up, split it up across six awards. So best movie of the month, worst movie of the month, the Poovie Award, best actor, worst actor, hidden gem, and blatant muck. And uh, we have 15 movies to talk about today. If you have seen them or haven't seen them, you can jump around. There's time codes in the description. Uh, but we're talking about Triangle of Sadness, Wendell and Wild, All Quiet in the Western Front, Weird, The Al Yankovic Story, Watcher, Barbarian, Black Panther 2, Enola Holmes 2, The Wonder, The Menu, Disenchanted, Armageddon Time, Confess Fletch, She Said, and Bones and All. However... If that sounds like a lot, there's like ones we're going to be talking about for like 30 seconds. And a lot of them are just going to be like, here's the movie, should you see it or not? But like there are ones that we do want to get into detail with, such as like the menu. I think Black Panther, there's some interesting stuff to talk about. Um, And then a a surprise hit for you, Confess Fletch is is a big one. Um, We've got, oh yeah, how this works is the Academy consists of two people, myself and David. There's a tiebreaker. It goes to the producer. Producer changes each time. Couldn't think of anything ridiculous this time. So I got John Hamm. Hi, John Hamm. That's it. Oh, that's it. There's no, there's no, there's nothing else. I just John Ham's here. Wouldn't it be good to have John Ham here? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he is huge. here, but like, wouldn't it be good? <laughs> It'd be huge. Um, but we're gonna speaking of good actors. Uh, we're gonna talk about the best actor award. Yeah. And our first nominee is from the menu. Who who did you pick? Uh you could pick. You can talk about the menu. You love this movie, so yeah. you, well, you you have Annie Taylor Joy and uh, Ray Fiennes. Ralph 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 Fiennes. It's pretty good Fiends. in this. Fiends. Fiends. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. Those are pretty good in this. So yeah. yeah. No, What's I the ju- menu about? Do you know what? everyone in this movie is pretty good? I think everyone does a good job. Uh, okay, so the menu is a would you say black comedy drama sort of thing? Yeah. Um, black comedy thriller. Yeah. So it's where there's this exclusive restaurant on a remote exotic island and only like super super rich or relatively famous people go to have these weird meals yeah um, so we're joined by Nicholas Holt's character who is going with his partner yeah Anya Taylor-Joy um, and they're going on this boat with a number of uh, other kind of super rich or super well known people within kind of foodie circles and stuff and they're going to this island to be uh, receive a meal from Ray Fine's famous kind of chef whatever um, and I suppose th- the only thing I'll say is it doesn't go the way they were hoping yeah and it's, I think I think it's a movie where the less said about it the yeah, better yeah. Uh, yeah. because it does take a, a few twists and turns but I, if you know it's a thriller comedy yeah. I think the movie sets up quite early on that it's going to be yeah. a bit darker than you would expect exactly um, but yeah I think, I think there's two great things about this movie is um, the acting which we're going to be talking about now in a sec, but also the writing I think is very good. Uh, and it's done by two guys, Seth Reese and another guy whose name I don't recall. I got uh, it here, hold on. Uh, uh, Seth Reese and Will Tracy. Will Tracy. Um, and I just think both what they're able to do for the dialogue, uh, but also the story they tell as well, very, very good. Uh, but I think the script is in, like, I don't think if this script had these actors, I don't think it'd be as good. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, like I think it, like the... the three main actors I think are standout in terms of Ray Fine's. Annie Taylor-Joy and Nicholas Holt I think they all kind of really um, invent themselves in their characters but then like you look at John Gazamo, he was like surprisingly well, my, good and- my favourite was Hong Chow yeah she is so good every line she delivers 
is to- like I'm. She was my if, if honestly, she was my favorite. Maybe because I've seen less of her stuff. Yeah. And Val and 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 Raphine's just doing uh, uh, Voldemort, Voldemort, the chef. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. She's very deadpan. This, so great. Yeah. I love it. Um. But even like Janet McTeer is the um food critic as well. She's kind of it's she's funny. very good as well. She's yeah. Very good as well. Um. And plus the other thing is like the the characters go through multiple emotions in this movie. Yeah. Um. And it's it's funny to see some like deteriorate quicker than others mm-hmm. and stuff like that in, in certain situations. Um, but yeah, I suppose like the, the whole idea of the movie is like kind of looking at, at putting a mirror up to society and yeah. seeing how they react in certain situations. Any particular type of members of society, David? It's a type of members of society who go to a, an exotic island oh, to a fancy and, restaurant and, who, who would those and, be? and eat soap off a rock, you know, those type of people. Oh, so would you say these are wealthy people? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's a movie <laughs> condemning wealthy people. All right. Yeah. Is there any other way we can spin that? Or Yeah, eat the rich. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> eat the rich. Uh, no. So this, this, this movie and many others this month are very eat the rich. Yeah. Uh, another one we've seen, Glass Onion, which we're going to do next month because yeah. there's too much to talk about here this month. But um, I don't think this did it as well as Glass Onion. Again, we'll talk about that more. So this is the thing. I think this is a little bit more subtle. Yes. So with with Glass Onion, I think it's, it's more um, of those kind of influencer types, whereas yeah. this one is more just like, I think, the dirty rich yeah 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 because uh, we have so we have the the kind of washed up actor played yeah. by John Leguizamo Gamo Leguizamo Leguizamo yeah <laughs> uh, and uh and then his assistant, we have the food critic and her like um, husband. It, isn't it? It, it's a, is it a husband or like an assistant or someone she works with who just kind of like her husband? But she, oh. he was also a food critic. Well, like he that. just he just like what you call it. He just promote what's the word? He just indulges everything yeah, she says and yeah. it's like oh you're so right kind of thing like yeah. that. And then we've got the the like the the finance bros. Yeah. Uh, and then we have these two people, this man and woman who just look very wealthy. The the couple. The couple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we have. Nicholas Holt and what's the, who's and like the ultimate it. foodie yeah. and yeah this is this is where the movie lost me a bit see I'm not a big foodie person yeah, I yeah. just love a Bunsen burger yeah. I'm a simple man but I also have simple tastes yeah exactly <laughs> and, yeah. and this this movie I was just like I fucking hate these people yeah oh absolutely uh, yeah. I just I don't know and I'm a big whenever I see someone putting up food on Instagram I'm like get over just eat it yeah exactly I don't, I don't even see it but um so yeah so I enjoyed when let, uh, I enjoyed when bad situations came about for these people like, yeah good this is what you get yeah exactly yeah <laughs> Go on a weird um, fucking island although this is the thing and it's it's one of the things that i'll probably mention later on is and uh other reviewers i've listened to have mentioned it is like kind of the whole critique of the super wealthy or the super rich like it's not that it's not a difficult oh it's an easy target it's like, an, yeah it's yeah, not a yeah. difficult target to kind of promote or whatever yeah. people aren't gonna be like oh you know they're not so bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I still enjoy it. It doesn't mean I don't enjoy it as much as it, it's you're supposed to. Yeah, and I think, and this is where we where I spoke to you about it as well. Like, obviously things happens happens in this movie to, to these characters and it's all kind of engineered by um, Ralph Fiennes' character, Chef McChef, Julian Slowick. I think uh, he's just a chef. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's a chef. Uh, Julian. I'm going to call him Julian. Yeah. And if I had time, I might put in the move it, move it music from Madagascar, but we'll see how we feel. <laughs> Was it there? Who knows? <laughs> but <laughs> but he uh, no, I don't know. He he's so his character so sinister, and the whole uh, the whole ki- kitchen staff. Yeah, that you do sometimes feel sympathetic for these yeah. uber wealthy people, which I think the movie kind of does an yeah. interesting twist yeah. on it. Not yeah. twist on, but it's just an interesting how it's you go in being like fuck all these people, and then you're like, oh wait, now they're not as bad as the weird chef man. Yeah, there and, is moments where he he 
he delivers lines. You're like, that's very Voldemort. Yeah, he's really. Yeah, he is. Like again, it like it's 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 Ralph Fiennes doing a villain. Like it's 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 top notch. But it's yeah. it, it it is so good. Uh, his performance in it and Annie Taylor Joy is just killing it. Every movie she's in, yeah, it's, it's scary. I don't like it. Yeah, she needs a flop. She needs a. Um, she needs a grey man. A grey man? Yeah. She's wow. <laughs> one of those. Just be like, oh, she, she she's, has flaws. She just seems to be picking. And again, like she she's yet to find that huge movie, which is probably a good thing for her. Well, she was in New Mutants. Oh, that was, yeah. <laughs> that was probably a dodgy one. Yeah. Like, she, she dodged a bullet. Yeah, but that was pre-Queen's Gambit. So yeah. Yeah. And plus, like, yeah, with the whole COVID thing, like, I don't think that really, yeah. it's not really as well known as people probably... Uh, would have if it hadn't come out during COVID. Anyway, yeah, look, she's really good. Again, she goes through kind of multiple emotions as well. And, um, she's the type of person who, like, she's a kind of a fish out of water. Yeah. Um, being there and stuff. And um, I don't think she she never really understands the enormity of, of the situation she's in mm-hmm. when it begins. And then um, her, and even like the biggest thing for me was uh, herself and Ralph Fiennes' character, the, the chef. They just have these kind of quiet moments together. Yeah. Like there's all this kind of chaos um, within the restaurant. And then every so often there was just these quiet moments between these two characters. And um, they kind of, um, they found this kind of level ground, level playing field mm-hmm. to kind of understand each other. Um, which I found really quite nice because, you know, with all that kind of tension, it's nice to have those moments of a little bit of levity and, yeah. and uh, it just kind of had a bit of release of pressure. And um, the, Again, it kind of add, added to the enjoyment of the, mu- mm-hmm. of the movie that there's just moments of levity. Yeah. And the last thing I want to mention on this for myself anyway, it's just the set um, because the whole movie takes place in this one, effectively this one big yeah. room. And uh, I don't know how it's designed it's a bit like the parasite house in that like it's so fit for purpose of like how they want to shoot the movie I know that sounds yeah of course they've done it that way but it's just like it's just such a good set because how they're able to do different angles and different uh, different scenes or different character conversations and how the tables are placed up like everything is so well it 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 it, it, it strikes how it initially is shown as this big lavish room of like you look out into the expanse of like the, the ocean or the sea or whatever the fuck and there's all like the big tables and everything like that but it's nearly like as the movie continues it gets smaller, smaller and smaller yeah. and smaller but it's the, still the same size yeah. room and I just think that like was it's something that obviously can be easily written in a script but from a production point of view I think I think they knocked it out of the oh, big time yeah with the whole layout and stuff even having um say the simple thing of having certain characters not facing other yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that they had it obviously set up that way it's, it's interesting that way but mm. yeah no look um, it's it's definitely as we as we mentioned it's definitely the type of one if you can go in as blind as possible um, and yeah just have a good time yeah, it's, yeah and like it, I know what people are thinking they're just like I've always wanted to see a movie from the guy who did Ali G in the house yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is it yeah exactly <laughs> this is the one to check out yeah um, right shall we talk about uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. Um, yeah, we saw this in the hottest room that has ever existed in the world. I think we were in Africa, guys. I think we were in Wakanda. <laughs> I think, I we think it was so fucking warm. Yeah. And it's such a long movie as well. I think that's I think that's why maybe we didn't enjoy it as much because we felt the time go by as much. Yeah. But there are other points that I will make on it. But yeah, I think for us in this, I think we both agree for this, 
category um, Angela Angela um, I was going to say Angela Lansbury <laughs> Angela, Angela Bassett Angela Bassett yeah. is incredible yeah. and I okay my thoughts on the movie is it's fine it's too long there's too many characters in it and it's not as good as the first one yeah. uh, when you can tell but like, like again the first one was Oscar nominated for best yeah. picture so this isn't of the same calibre however I think uh, Angela Lans I mean <laughs> Bassett uh, her performance is Oscar where I, I like I could see her winning an Oscar for this yeah. one it's there's one speech yes there's always the Oscar speech in every movie but the one she goes does this is top notch but her whole arc in the movie as well is so so good and again we haven't seen her too much in the other movies as much as obviously um, Chadwick Boseman's uh, Chitala but the fact that she's able to reference movies and those reference events in those other movies and it just fleshed out her character and her past so much more stronger it's just so so good but that's not to say that like that's the only good performance in this. Um, Lupita Nyong'o's back, and I was—I actually forgot she was in it. Yeah. And then she shows up on camera. I'm like, oh yeah, she's in this, and she's she's great again. Uh, after seeing us this year, I'm still like, why does she not have a big fucking movie yeah, franchise? Like, exactly, why is she yeah. playing? Like, it's it's crazy between between herself and um. Shannon Lynch, is it? No, oh my God, the guy can get out. Where's my brain going? Daniel Kaluuya. I'm just like, how are they playing like the most, and even Idris Elba, how are these playing like the most minor characters in the MCU? Like these guys should be heroes in themselves, have their own movie and stuff. Um, But yeah, so she's great in it as well. Uh, Letitia Wright, my God. Like, so so for anyone who doesn't know the story is, uh, Chitala is dead at the beginning of this movie. We don't, really get told why we just know it's a mystery illness and all of a sudden we there's no Black Panther because the magical flower has been destroyed and we Wakanda's in this kind of weird state of mourning but all of a sudden um there is a discovery of vibranium in the ocean by the US military or the bad guys Navy Navy the Navy I think it is yeah. and all of a sudden uh, a underwater protector in Namor or Namor uh comes to destroy all, it's not spoiler it's the beginning of the movie destroys that ship and then is like fuck these lads are going to find us because Wakanda's being Wakanda's being fucked right now so yeah. we, uh, Wakanda's Wakanda's not uh, what's it called playing ball with the rest yeah. of the world right now so he goes Namor goes to Wakanda be like here you need to sort out these US guys or else we're going to come and get you and it's effectively um, Wakanda having to deal with Na- this uh, underwater um, what's the word uh, being being warrior just warrior. just jet like this yeah. fuck, like Superman put for water yeah. just like being such a constant threat to them yeah. and having to deal with all this so he doesn't come and destroy Wakanda effectively yeah. um but so uh, Letitia Wright character is obviously dealing with the, the the death of her brother and then also there's this other things of having to be able to lead a country and then also having to deal with this um, external force applying great pressure on them so uh, from her point of view I just think from someone again who was such a background character to going to holding an entire movie together because I think another thing about this movie is it's one of the most I think emotional MCU movies to date mm. and that all comes down to Angela Lansbury of course <laughs> <laughs> no Angela Bassett and, and Letitia Wright I think the two of them really hold the movie together in that sense but also Letitia Wright from an action point of view but and I'm going to keep talking and then I'll, <laughs> I'll stop I promise but again a, a, a good superhero movie needs a good villain and Tainok Huat her, how do you pronounce it I'm so sorry Horatio is it no Tainok Huerta Huerta Huerta, yeah. yeah. It, as as Namor is fantastic yeah. from a um 
what you call it just the, like, the Sin- look sinister point of view sinister yeah, point yeah. of view just uh, in terms of like his evil intentions but also just like his physical presence and also like I said those kind of maybe more emotional moments as well he is a fantastic villain and one of the best MCU villains we've had in a long long time because you know why he's just a bad guy yeah. he's just fucked in the head he's yeah. been down underwater too long his brain is mush yeah. uh, but also he's got a nice origin story and his motivations are clear yeah. and it all makes sense but yeah again as a movie it's not as good as the first one it's driven by some great performances the action's a bit meh and pacing's weird and there's too many characters yeah uh, okay so first like the first thing to note there is like the the fact that um, a lot of the actors in this just stepped up yeah so just there was a there's a gap there needs to be filled and a lot and, of them just stepped up and like, same with Ryan Coogler as well the yeah. director close friend of Chadwick Boseman yeah, exactly. I was like cool I need to make yeah. I need to make a movie that made my friend famous yeah. without my friend without her. exactly yeah even like uh, the one one actor you didn't mention there Denai Guerrero as well she was really good she's like um, she's supposed to be this like fearless warrior but she shows a lot of emotion in the movie as well yeah um, uh, in terms of like the overall film like I I kind of had a grand time with it I was you were hot yeah oh man especially the bits in the water I was like I'd love to be in oh the water. I'd love a sip of water yeah <laughs> my god yeah um, so th- my biggest criticism of this movie and it's probably a criticism of Ryan Coogler himself is he gave us one of probably the best boxing scenes in film history in Creed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the first fight scene in Creed, it literally starts from Creed is walking out and it follows him all the way through him kind of warming up in the uh, in the ring and then fight first round, second round, knockout. Literally just the camera follows him the whole time. It's yeah. like, it's one of the most dynamic um, fight, uh, fight choreo- choreography scenes I've ever seen in a movie. And just for me, not not only this film, but also in, in Black Panther 1, I just think some of the action is really disappointing. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to have seen a lot more of it. Now, to be to be fair, I think they do a lot of interesting things with the water. Uh, Namor and, and the water and stuff. That That's interesting. But um, I'm not going to, no spoilers or anything, but just towards the end, I was kind of just like, nah, get to it. it turns like, into a big... CGI Marvel fest. CGI yeah. fest thing. Now that, again, that could be that could be a Marvel issue more than yeah. Ryan Coogler or whatever. But, um, but no, just like um, back to just like in terms of the good points, emotion wise, like just the fact everyone stood stood up and it, it was a huge, um, it was a huge kind of weight for a lot of people. I'd say on this film, and it was it was a perfect kind of send off for for Chadwick Boseman and like like he's he's gonna live on through through I'd say all these movies whatever, and it, they, they definitely gave him. Um, the, the the right kind of um the right kind of emotion yeah in this film and again it's 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 that difficult thing of of uh, having someone that's so iconic someone that's literally like made a character and everyone you know after that first movie came out it was such a huge hit and it was such a huge hit yeah. for a lot of young African Americans absolutely right? yeah young Af- Africans as well so um no I like I can't, unfortunately like you can't really criticize it for anything in terms of that but it just in terms of the, the overall action I was a little bit disappointed I would have liked to have seen a bit more um more kind of dynamic what we've what we've seen from Ryan Coogler before but um yeah as you say just emotion wise was huge yeah. for 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 an MCU movie mm-hmm. something we have probably haven't seen in a while like, No not since Iron Man 3 Iron Man 3 all oh, yeah. right not Endgame no <laughs> No what happened to Endgame <laughs> Um, yeah and also like um, another thing that again probably not Ryan Coogler's fault I think CGI was very poor at times the co- there's one costume in this movie yeah. that honestly is just like I can't believe they let someone put that on there's a couple was, of them is it like there's uh, well there's the Midnight Warrior Angel whatever yeah. the fuck that's a pot now apparently that's comic accurate and I'm like yeah <laughs> 
don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, I don't know, Christian Bale sticking him in a grey spandex with black, like black underwear on. It's like, it doesn't yeah. always have to be comic accurate. There was just no scratches or anything on it. It was no, it was yeah. no scuffers. It was just so clean. Yeah, it was very strange. Um, also, there's some weird science in this movie. Yeah. There was a weird science thing and I, like, I'm so happy to give superhero movies a pass, but this made no fucking sense. Yeah. And I was just so done with it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, if you, if you're not, like, I'd say watch it if you watch the MCU, but yeah. like, I wouldn't be like, you need to go watch this. Cinema. I wouldn't even rush to it. Nah. Like, for, yeah, for wait for it to come on Disney Plus so you can pause it. Yeah. And if you're too hot, open get, a window. Get some water. Get a sip of water. In, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's a long one. Jesus, yeah. yeah I, again, I think they could have cut 20 minutes. Ironheart shouldn't have been in it. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Emirate Ross, is that his name? Martin Short. Oh, oh short. yeah. My brain. Martin, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. Oh my God. Uh, and Andrew Owen uh, Veep. Yeah. That's not too much to spoil. But uh, yeah, just cut them out. Get Just bin them. Just yeah. focus on focus on the Wakandans Wakanda, yeah. and just go from there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But I would have liked to see more of that kind of civil war aspect between um, the... At, not the Atlanteans. What are they called? Uh, place. Namorians, let's just say. Namorians, and, yeah. And the Wakandans. Just a bit more of that. Yeah, I, I, actually, just speaking of Civil War and speaking of, like, there was a really interesting kind of UN scene at the beginning. Yeah. Again, run by Angela Lansbury. <laughs> Angela Bassett. Oh, actually, sorry. That's a good scene because it's it's cut, intercut with yes. the, the other but, film. But yeah. it, initially, there's a weird cut. You're yeah. like, wow, that's really shit. Yeah. But then it's cut in it with another sense, scene. It? Yeah. And it's a really great way to open the movie. Yeah. And again, I think that should have been, that conflict is more interesting yeah. than, oh, there's another Iron Man running yeah. around. Do you know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. Um. I yeah. So I didn't enjoy. Yeah. Uh, I I enjoyed that. I was a big fan of that that yeah. scene. And I and again, it's it's something like we, we've seen we've seen other f- films this year with like say the Woman King or whatever having, um, African nations have some sort of power over the rest of the world yeah. or whatever, and just like seeing that dynamic that yeah. like you have these people that have like conquered this continent. And now they still have something that they want or whatever, and they can't have it. Yeah. It, it would have been interesting to kind yeah. of have a bit more of that. But again, it's it, a Marvel it, movie. Yeah, exactly. Dude. There's only so much they can do. Yeah. There's only so much they can put weird, shitty jokes into yeah. the movie. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I, well, yeah. So, what about this new movie then uh, with John Spam in it? John Spam. Yeah. Are you talking about Confess Flesh? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I said I said his name right now. <laughs> Because it's not like I'm going to call him a different thing each time. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> but no, continue with uh, our nomination for Best Actor with Johnny Bacon. Johnny Bacon, okay. Um, this is the joke. <laughs> this is the producer joke. This is the producer joke. You can joke. roll with it if you want. Okay, okay. Um, okay, so Confess Fletch. This is a very small movie. I didn't even know about this at all this year or whatever. Um, according to my sister, she had seen a trailer for this like ages ago. Where? Yeah, I don't know, on, on YouTube or something like that. And she must she's have been down in like, like some local cinema or I don't know, in like the IFI. Yeah, and she was just like, oh, that's interesting. And then even like, um, I remember when I was like planning to go see it, I was like, you know, we could go see um, Armageddon Time or we could go see, what was the other one? Something else. And I was like... Spirited? Yeah, something Oh, like we're that. not doing Spirited. This We'll do it next month for Christmas. Yeah. And th- th- I have a bad movie to pick next month. <laughs> um. But yeah, I was just, I was a bit, I was a bit like, I hadn't looked into it at all anyway. This was such a fun time. I really enjoyed it. I, I And it's it's my type of movie. It's that kind of like... Stupid humour. Stupid, humor. Redu- S- silly situations. Yeah, yeah. yeah There's I, a bit of a mystery to it. You don't really get what's going on. And you just have this like character. Who's just, you're he's, a big fan of this, I, this character. I just really, I just love him. He's just so sure of himself. He just, ah. Oh. And like even... 
the opening scene where he's with the cops mm-hmm. that's just like it's so, just so it sets you up so nice so it's about this movie where this person has has enlisted John Hamm to help them get these painting backs because their father has been kidnapped and then just John Hamm just keeps getting caught up in fucking police investigation where he goes it's not me yeah. but I'm an, I'm an ex-investigative journalist let me do this yeah. and he it goes back to, to what you're saying he's yeah. so sure about himself yeah uh, sorry I should have actually I was just trying to get the, yeah. run through the plot a, a little bit um but yeah, it's kind of this mystery movie, mystery drama, if that makes sense. But like some of the humor in, and some of the characters are just so There's funny. One in particular like, that I, I'll get to in a bit. Yeah. But um, a great a great role for John Hamm. Yeah. Because I, like I think he's so funny. Yeah. But he just never seems to get cast in the like. Have you ever seen the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? No. He's no. really good now. He plays the pastor, also called Gary, and uh, that's not important, but it's important to me. Uh, no, but he's uh. And he's so funny in it because he's yeah. allowed to be so wacky. And I feel like Hollywood is like, he's the serious guy. Well, ever since Mad Men, he's ever just the like, typecast. Like, yeah, yeah, the A-Team movie. He's yeah. like generic CIA guy. Yeah. But I think he loves these type of roles. Yeah. And I think this is the best situation for him where he's the straight man with these weird fucking bonkers characters yeah. around him. And it just makes every line he says so funny. And um, I just would love to say, and like this, so Fletch, if anyone doesn't know, is based on a book. Yeah. They had two movies from 1985 and 1987 with Chevy Chase in it. And I can talk a bit about it later, but they've been trying to make a third movie for years. And some of the names are crazy who've been attached. Yeah. But I'm, I want to see more of these type of movies because yeah. they, they obviously, the budget seems quite low and John Hammond would 100% be up for it. I'd oh, say. big time. Yeah. I mean, like it all takes place in Boston as well, but Boston, like for movies that take place in Boston, Boston, there's usually that kind of Boston humor or whatever. Yeah. It didn't really need it. They did like it didn't rely on it or anything like that. Um, this and then like there's this whole kind of weird situation. He's he's part of this. I don't want to say royal family, but like a wealthy family from Italy, and gets involved with them. And uh, like a couple of them are kind of weird and wacky and stuff. And it's just it was just so surprising to see something like this. And it's it's short enough. I think it's only like one forty or something yeah. like that. And it's just, it clips along at a pace. The quips in it are fucking hilarious. Like, it's just, it, it's just that kind of situational humour as well, which is really fun. Um, but again, as I said, like, again, go in as blind as you can, because, like, for me, it was just such a surprise to have such a kind of fun movie. There's no promotion to it. There was absolutely, no, I've not seen, I haven't seen him on a talk show. I haven't seen him. On... See, if you told me this was a Hulu movie, I'd be like, that makes sense. Yeah. But the fact that it was in cinemas, I find yeah. it crazy. Yeah. Um, no, I like... I don't know. We've seen two detective movies this year. <laughs> well, recently, sorry, recently, with, yeah. with Glass Onion as well. And I think obviously uh, Daniel Craig is hammering it up yeah. a lot there. And I want to see more of that character. But I would love Fletch to, you know, have more movies. Have, like there's like 13 books, I think. Yeah. And um, they've obviously done, this the third one they've done now. But like, there's definitely more scope there, I think, for it. And I think, and again, speaking of great actors, this movie, like you said, the, the supporting cast are fantastic, but not only because they're so silly, but it's just fantastic to see so many female comedians in a movie like this yeah. because usually like I think about the other guys which is a movie we also love which is kind of similar to this yeah. in, in some ways that there's, a, there's a mystery and there's weird wacky characters they interact with but there's maybe only one other female character in that which is the wife of the guy yeah. and that's about it and all the others Wait, are gonna... even Mendes no sorry uh, the, the, the oh, guy, sorry, it's like yeah. it's like the one that loves Will Ferrell yeah. and wants to sleep with him but he, yeah. the, the other guy's cool with it yeah Am I explaining that? No, yeah, <laughs> I know who you're talking about, the uh, blonde girl. Yeah, yeah. But the, the listeners are probably like, sure, Gary, whatever. <laughs> I'm t- you come into my house, <laughs> yeah, not, you disrespect my you're wife. You don't sleep with my wife. <laughs> I want you go watch the other guys. Uh, but no, this movie has great, and I, I like this, Like again, I think the cast, they're kind of like, you'd know them, you're like, oh, they're from this thing. Mm. But I am going to take this opportunity to talk about Annie Mum. 
Mumolo? 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 Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce her name. She's from Barbenstar. Go to Vista Del Mar. So already I was like, I'm happy to see this person. Yeah. But I, I honestly, I, I know I like, I, I make grand sweeping statements on this podcast all the time but I think that the scene with scene her in the kitchen, in the kitchen yeah. I think is the funniest scene I've seen this year in a movie it's so fucking good it's chill every I don't want to give any of it away but all of it is is that she, so there's also John Hamm is in this house and someone has been murdered which is not supported at the beginning and that's why he's getting investigated by the police and he goes to investigate he asks he talks to the next door neighbour and she invites him in and it just proceeds to be chaos such chaos <laughs> and it's just it's unrelenting and again this is what I mean about John Hamm John Hamm plays it so well yeah, because he fa- does some of the faces some of the facial expressions some of the little questions he asks about it's like, oh, oh you're gonna you're gonna use that now <laughs> yeah. there's a dog in it and it, it's just people have to go watch it for that scene alone yeah, yeah. it's so so good um, um, sorry just the other one I was gonna mention is John Slattery in it he has a very small role small role yeah but I just loved it you know yeah fishbowl he's mentioned the fishbowl <laughs> Uh, Lucy Punch as well is great yeah. she plays uh, she plays this person who is part of like the, it's like the home decor kind of yeah, vibe yeah. and him and there's a conversation with her and John Hamm where he is trying to get information from her but he's pretending to be a um, journalist to, to do journalist. an article on yeah, her yeah. And, and she's like oh this is bespoke and he goes what does what does bespoke mean and she's like oh well you know we bespeakable <laughs> yeah. it's so silly it's so but silly. no it's it's a fantastic John Hamm movie but also like I said that supporting cast I do I do kind of worry it might be just like too up our street yeah I think it is but very up our street did anyone else see this did Dave, you see this no no okay no one has seen it well, I know I went with Georgina and she enjoyed it okay so. well that's a person yeah, that's not yeah, us yeah. so exactly. therefore 100% success rate so far <laughs> yeah, exactly um, yeah but like I said with other people making this so I, I got, it's got Zach Braff was attached Jason Lee, Ben Affleck, uh, who else? Jason Sudeikis was attached at some point. Like, it's it's crazy who's been jobbing. Like, but again, it's changed. Uh, Brad Pitt, Jimmy Fallon. Like, oh, wow. I know. Is Jimmy, cr- as Fletch. As Fletch. Wow. Yeah. You would have hated that. I would have burned this movie to the ground. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it was crazy that there was like all these different people who were... Um, what you call it? Attached, but like again, I don't think I could see anyone else but seeing John Hamm do this. Yep. And I think I said it to you as well, where they re- they're redoing Naked Gun with Liam Neeson, which I think is fantastic yeah. casting. But I think seeing John Hamm in this, I feel like he could also do, do that, a, yeah. a similar thing yeah. like that. Um, we do have some honorable men- honorable mentions for this category as well. So we have Justin Lin Long, Long. sorry from uh, <laughs> I I I'm not well. If anyone's guessed, from, He's right. <laughs> I'm wearing a snood. <laughs> a snood. Okay, so, yeah, okay, if you're going to out me for this new thing, we were supposed to do this podcast two days ago. I know, yeah. But David was too hungover, and what did we do? We went out for your birthday last night, and who's hungover now? Me. But I guess we'll record. <laughs> David, the commitment you have to this podcast that takes up so much of your time that you don't get paid for is in serious question right now. <laughs> um, you're welcome. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not well. Um, you didn't even drink that much last night. I, I'm not well, Dave. <laughs> it's my throat. So hence the hence the Angela Angela Lansbury slip ups <laughs> and Justin Lin, Justin Lin, uh, the director of Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> he is not in Barbarian. Sorry, Barbarian. Justin Long in that. Well, again, we're going to talk about Barbarian yeah. later. I think it's a movie. Def- My sister watched it and she hated it. Oh wow! Yeah, I know. She couldn't believe I gave She's, it four stars. Does she like horror movies? I think so. I, I think she she wasn't a fan of the dark comedy elements, but I think again that's very that's much our thing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I think maybe that's why. Um, you went to go see Sad Times at Armageddon. Sad times at Armageddon. Or Armageddon. Armageddon time, yeah. yeah uh, you were saying Anthony Hopkins uh, Anthony Hopkins in is brilliant in that. He's not in it enough. That's my big thing. He's just, he's like, not even, he's probably bigger in a cameo, but like, 
he just has this kind of presence to him. He's he's really good. And I just, yeah. yeah. I just think he deserves... He, he, it's like... I know Anne Hathaway and Jeremy Strong are in it and they're all right in it, like, but he's just a different level. Yeah. Have you seen The Father? Not yet. He's very, he's very uh, good. Yeah, like, yeah. I was quite, not annoyed, but I was like, oh, I can't believe he won this over Chadwick Boseman. And then I, because I, I didn't really like my, my Rainey's Black Bottom anyway. Was was that supporting or leading? Actor? Leading. Leading. Okay. And then when I saw uh, The Father, I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, he's very good in that movie. Like, yeah freakishly good like I was like does he actually have dementia yeah. <laughs> yeah. have they just dragged him out of a, like a retirement home to do yeah. this uh, and I have one more nominee in here uh, Triangle of Sadness Woody oh. Harrelson Woody Harrelson okay, um, yeah. and again I think it's very because yeah. we went with your girlfriend and she was she, I think she had said to you was like you two were the only ones <laughs> laughing it was in seat. screen 9 as well screen it? 9 where it's 20 seats yeah <laughs> and he's so good in it he's not in it a lot but what he is in, when he is in it he's very very good yeah. but again for such a small movie it's so funny to see someone like so that big in it yeah, yeah which I think maybe that helped a lot <laughs> yeah. um, who are we giving best actor to David I don't think we do or has anyone else been used to throw in there so I think we have to give it to one of the Black Panther girls. Yeah, I I think Angela Lansbury. I think both. <laughs> <laughs> she murdered. What was the last movie she was in? <laughs> she murdered this role and murder she wrote. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was randomly in Glass Onion. Yeah, yeah. Angela Lansbury. No, Angela Bassett was in Glass Onion. Angela Lansbury is in Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> they swapped it. Yeah. yeah. No, Angela Bassett. I think. I think Angela Bassett. Yeah, yeah. I think she's so good in this. Yeah. Um. Yeah, again, because I think if if I if I'm talking about Oscars this this year, I think she deserves at least to be nominated to win, if not nominated. I think so. Yeah. Um, the only like I, I would say Ralph Fiennes, but Ralph Fiennes is doing his own he's thing. He's doing the same as what he always does. Yeah. Yeah. Not um, to, I haven't seen a huge amount of yeah. Andrew Bassett. And like John Hamm is very good, but like yeah. not it's not groundbreaking. Stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry, what did I say there? I meant John Johnny Pepperoni. <laughs> Johnny Pepperoni. Nice. I spent far too long looking at types of pork. Um, so. Will we get on to Worst Act Yourself? Okay, you're going to have to talk for a bit for this. Uh, well, yeah, because I, I don't even have anyone from Disenchanted. I just I just yeah. was like, ah, I'll find, I'll, I'll talk about it yeah. and then I'll find someone in it. Um, so Disenchanted, for anyone who doesn't know, is the movie to the sequel Enchanted, which came out two, 15 years ago, I think. Yeah. And it's all about the character called Ella. No. What's her name again? Yeah, it's all about Giselle and she is a stepmother now. Oh yeah, you they see where it's going. It. They flipped the script. So she's living in New York and they're not happy about it. They're just like, this New York lifestyle, not for me. And they move to a city outside of New York called Enniscary. Is <laughs> Enniscary? No. Oh, it's shot in Enniscary, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so they move to the city and um, life's not going well because uh, Giselle has a moody teenager. Patrick Dempsey has to commute ages into the city. They're not loving life. And they have a newborn and Giselle friends from the cartoon world James Marston and um, Adina, Adina Mazel in, uh, how the fuck how, how is he Adil, Adila Mazel they come and give the a present of a wishing wand to the baby the thing that can't speak and they're like yeah use the wand and you can get a wish kind of thing and Giselle being upset about you know missing the land I forget what it's called the, the cartoon oh Andalasia, that's it, I think. That's a questionable name. Yeah, Andalasia anyway. So they miss it and she wishes that her real life could be more like a fairy tale and all of a sudden the world starts to change to be more like a fairy tale. But as you might have picked up on it, um, 
stepmothers in fairy tales aren't always perceived to be the nicest so Giselle is coming to terms with that and then she's also having to deal with the sort of super mom of the community played by Maya Rudolph uh, called Mal Vina Monroe and you know like being the queen of sorts of these mothers she turns into the queen of this um, community and it's all about trying to stop the bad things from happening as you can tell, I loved this movie. Uh, yeah, look, I watched it. I watched it because I wanted to see Anna Scary. It's Anna Scary, right? Anna Scary. Yeah. I wanted to see it. And those are the best parts of this movie. It's fucking magical. It's so cool what they did. And again, maybe I'm being biased, but it's so, so cool. But from a script point of view, it's fucking shite. It's so bad. The songs are appalling. And I don't know much about songs. I love a bit of Pogo, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. But, um... <laughs> Your Spotify rap tells yeah, is all we yeah. need to know. Guys, if anyone got us on the Spotify, we got a few people e- email, not emailing, uh, Instagramming about the Spotify rap. So thanks for thanks for listening for the whole oh, year. Cool. Yeah, I meant to say that. Uh, and thanks for donating to Movember. And I'm Just wearing a listen- snood. <laughs> thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs> this is the podcast. And I'm really sorry about ruining your Iceland videos. But <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. So where was I going with this? So the script is bawling and songs are shite. And Amy Adams fucking kills it she is so good in this role like freakishly good mm. like again you see her do all the dramatic stuff and she goes back to this role which was probably like pre a lot of her Oscar nominations yeah. and she has she's she's killing it going f- like all in on it and I think it's great Patrick Dempsey's in the movie and then what also is good about other people is <laughs> <laughs> oh Patrick Dempsey is the movie I'm gonna nominate him no I don't know he is given the most bonkers fucking side plot he's barely in the movie yeah. and it makes sense because I always see his Instagram of him farting about Ireland I'm like yeah because you've nothing, nothing to do in this movie and yeah. um, he like he's He's not bad in it. It's just his character's horrendously underwritten and doesn't have anything to do. Yeah. Um, CGI is also appalling at times. Maya Rudolph's character isn't a comedic role. Isn't. Isn't. Serious. It's like evil queen. Oh, wow. And she doesn't make any jokes. Why would you... Exactly. Why would you cast... I don't know. A comedic actor. It makes no sense at all. Uh, Yvette Nicole Brown's in it and she's quite good. Uh, mm. She's from Community. Mm. Uh, she's very, very good in it. Um, and Oscar Nunez is in it from The Lost City. You know, the guy who plays uh, the the Mexican lad from The Office as well. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. I think he's Mexican. Yeah. Um, he's also, yeah, he's in it. It's a great cast. Again, it's appalling. The songs are awful. There's also one song in particular where the editing is, honestly, I ne- I nearly got a seizure. It's so fast and quick. It's painful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, and I, the reason why I want to talk about it here and on the podcast in general is I'm finding it really interesting that Disney has gone from a model of having these direct-to-DVD sequels in the past where they'd recast everyone and it was low effort and they just released it so people would buy it on VHS or whatever and have it on the Disney Channel. Whereas now we're in a, we're in a society, David. We're in a world where Disney is re- doing a sequel to these things on a streaming service. So it's of streaming service quality, but has A-list talent in it. So we saw it with Hocus Pocus. We've seen it now with Disenchanted. And I'm finding it really interesting now to see like how much... Because there's no blowback from this. Amy Adams is not going to be severely yeah. affected. Nobody, like, no, are we going to see no people... Af- no consequences. No consequences. So are we going to see actors getting, like, a shit ton of cash to go on a streaming service thing and it just being, and just ruining the original? Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. I don't really remember the original too much, but I just remember just... Ah, it was a fun time. It was a fun time. But also, I think, some of the... I was watching another reviewer and she was talking about how the... Um, the original movie is all about her wanting to be independent and not marrying and she starts yeah. her, she starts her own children's clothing line. That's all gone uh, for this one as well. But I think if I had to give a worst acting reward from this, which I've put it in here, there's a fucking annoying squirrel. So I might give it that. I might nominate that. Or Patrick Dempsey. I like I like, I like like taking down Hollywood A-listers like that. So I might nominate him. He's not A-list. Is he not? I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm going to nominate Patrick Dempsey. Why not? Yeah, fair. 
that's yeah. I think that's everything I have to say. But any questions? Any follow-ups? Sorry. Yeah. Um, no, I'm delighted to hear Anna Scary look good. It did look very good. I mean, like greatest country in the greatest country in the world. Like, what would you expect? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, big time. I, 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 yeah. Anyway, we're talking too long about that. Yeah. Uh, she said, David, we don't talk about it fully now. But who's in this that we want to nominate? Oh, I was going to talk about it here. You oh, you yeah, yeah, talk about it here because I, I feel like. Um, well, I was going to talk about it, hidden gems. I don't really know if it's in there. Okay, we've, go for it. We've way too many hidden gems. Yeah. Anyway, um, the this is a film about the kind of the start of the Me Too movement. Um, it is about two investigative journalists from New York Times whose names are, um. Jodie Cantor and Megan Toohey. Uh, they are played by Zoe Kazan and Carrie Mulligan. Sorry, they are brilliant in it. First oh. of all, I just want to say that. They're brilliant in it. Everyone is actually brilliant in this. Um, this is really kind of a harrowing story. And I think the, the biggest problem I had with it, it was, it was too recent. I knew, because I kind of knew where this is going. So, so yeah, so what is it about? Is it about the... So, it's just about the investigative journalism into um, the sexual assault allegations of... Harvey Weinstein okay okay um, so the movie starts off it actually is actually this cool kind of epilogue about um, Donald Trump the allegations of his sexual assaults uh, start coming out and then it's around the 2016 uh, presidential elections and then obviously the kind of harrowing moment that he gets elected having had the, all these allegations against him mm-hmm. and then it, it proceeds into the kind of the Harvey Weinstein um, allegations whatever from different uh, former uh, employees of Mir- uh, Miramax mm-hmm. um, former city since people just working on movies and stuff like that so um look this was for, for me like it, obviously hugely important film i think for a lot of people this would probably be something that will really hit home it'll be something that will resonate with a lot of people for me i found it was just a little bit too recent i kind of knew where it was going and yeah. i was kind of just like get to it it was just too slow okay, for me yeah whereas which i have read is a lot of people's kind of issue with yeah it. whereas for me i thought with the likes of spotlight or even other movies like all the president's men the, the other one i mentioned the was post. yeah the post is not the other one with russell crowe and fucking american gangster no <laughs> uh, sorry gladiator there's no one investigating Gladiator David don't be ridiculous what is that movie Robin Hood State of Play <laughs> State of Play and I know State of Play isn't actually on, on a, a, is a fictional movie but it's it's still yeah, that yeah. kind of same idea so with those movies I feel like there's a little bit more of just like we need to get to the story whereas this is just like slowly kind of drip feeding and yeah. it's a little bit kind of annoying that way but what I will say is there are moments where there are characters giving kind of testimonies or giving um, interviews to journalists which are just harrowing. There's just one where um, Zoe Kazan goes to uh, Britain and meets a former um, member of like uh, Harvey uh, Weinstein's uh, staff and it's just kind of this monologue yeah, and it's it's really kind of, it hits home big time. Um, There are, Ashley Judd plays herself in the movie and I don't know if you know her. She's an actor, former mm. actor, something like that. Um, like, there's a lot of big names that are mentioned in this movie, like yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow and stuff is, is mentioned in it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, it, it it is kind of, it, it's amazing to see things that are, it's just, like, names that you know, mm-hmm. like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, are, yeah, yeah. are involved in this. Um, but anyway, on to the main point of worst actor, I'm going to say Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Harvey Weinstein. I, can we give it to both of them? Fuck yeah. it. Yeah, why not? Uh, so they're not actually in the movie. Yeah, yeah, uh, but it's funny. The the thing is that uh, Donald are they Trump... Listed, are they listed in Donald the Trump is on a phone call. And I, I definitely think it's your man from SNL who does it because it sounds very like him. Oh, really? Yeah, and then... Uh, Which, the, the new guy? Or... 
Alec Baldwin. <laughs> no, not Alec Baldwin. Sorry, the new bloke. The new guy. Yeah. He's very good. And then um, there is moments where Harvey Weinstein again is on a phone and then there's one bit where he is, you just see the back of him. Like he walks into the New York Times, you just always see the back of him or whatever. And I think that was a nice thing to do because it's like, you don't want to give this guy any kind of promotion at all. He doesn't deserve it. He's like, he's a horrible human being. Um, They're not listed in the cast, David. Well, there you go. I don't think we can give it to them. Um, that doesn't mean we're going to have to p- <laughs> Patrick Dempsey <laughs> you're worse than Donald Trump <laughs> yeah. and Harvey Weinstein yeah exactly but um, what I would say is like I think this will resonate with a lot of people if they do watch it if they do want to watch it and if they're really interested in it but just for me personally I didn't think it hit home as much as I yeah so I, I kind of like from what you're saying as well I'm kind of hearing that like it builds a lot of the emotional beats and the a lot of emotional tension and all that sort of human element yeah. to like as you would expect with a movie like yeah. building that up but from a movie that's presenting itself as like an investigatory piece, yeah. that's kind of more the size you would yeah. expect to see quicker movement. On. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's going to be a really hard balance anyway, especially so, when it's such a touchy subject yeah. that you don't want to cheapen these women's stories and I you don't want to like. But like, take, I, no, I no, I'm, I'm agreeing. No, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's such a fine balance. It's such a such a hard line to walk. Yeah. I just found like there was no like with with those other films. There's like almost there's just. Um, a pace to it that you're like we need to get to the to the heart of the story whereas with them they're just like they have all these interviews lined up and they're just waiting for them to to like engage with them and it's kind of just yeah. a bit like that uh, you're also right about the SNL guy he does voice oh he does the voice yeah and someone else voices Harvey Weinstein so, we so there you go yeah. so we can't give it to them I'm sorry Paddy D but uh, <laughs> the worst that, oh, I feel there was no one else that I could no, think of exactly yeah I uh, see I'm not giving it to someone from the Nola Holmes too I could give it to one actress, but that's, again, I don't think it's her fault. I think it's a stupid, ridiculous fucking script. But, um, same Patrick Dempsey, but, like... Hard luck. Hard luck, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shouldn't have come out in November. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, congrats. 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 Con- fuck me. Congrats to them. Um, well, congrats to them. Okay, what are we talking We're talking about some hidden gems, David. Oh, great stuff. So Love hidden gems. You've talked about month. She Said. Yep. Um, and I'm going to talk about a movie that we've briefly touched upon called Triangle of Sadness. So this movie is um, another kind of eat the rich in a way. Uh, It's split into three parts. Uh, Fashion, boat, and then... Beach. That was good. Yeah, beach. Uh, I was going to say what it was. No, okay, yeah. So this movie is a bit all over the place as it does try to say quite a lot about a lot of different industries and a lot of different segments or parts of society. So how the movie starts is, I think how it kind of goes on. I have a really interesting thing that I love about this movie. But we start with Carl, who's a male model, and uh, he's we're, we're witnessing this very cringy and awkward fashion shoot that he's doing. Um, and I think it's just to kind of maybe highlight how ridiculous that world is. And then all of a sudden, it's him and his girlfriend, Yeah, yeah, they're out for dinner, and she's not paying, and... Um, what you call it? it's again more awkward tension moments like that but it's you know they start talking about gender roles in society and such and then you know it's them on an expensive yacht I'm, I'm skipping along to but like it's an expensive yacht where we're seeing even more types of these uber rich and different sort of why why people have gotten rich in certain ways and even like the fact that the boat exists and what off what services are provided on the boat it's just again this this very satirical view of the of the uber wealthy and like you had said the well known the people who are like influencers and such like that um, and then there's that third bit that I won't talk too much on because it's a bit of a spoiler but this movie is again it's a bit all over the place of what it does but I think what it does fantastically well and I'm really and I turned to you at one point uh, when we weren't laughing at this movie because uh, it is a comedy uh, is it, who the fuck is this director because in every 
awkward moment and tense scene in this movie. There is something annoying happening. Everything is tense. So there's a scene where uh, Carl and Yaya are in a taxi and there's a window wiper making a fucking annoying noise and you hate that and the conversation's awkward. Then there's a scene of them on the boat and there's a fly going yeah. around. They're in an elevator and the elevator keeps closing. <laughs> and then there's a and then there's a scene with a dinner and the boat the camera is literally moving like the boat is and you're just feeling seasick. So there's these incredibly funny and tense moments in this entire movie. And it's just, it's like I said, so, so funny. But again, I think it does lose itself in a way of it tries to do a lot. And I think the third act in particular goes off such a cliff edge yeah. in that like, oh, this is really funny. And I get, I get, I spent a lot of this movie being like, oh, I get what you're saying here. Yeah. But like, we kind of peaked somewhat in the second act. So yeah. wind it back a bit. But yeah, so it's a, it's a bit hard to talk about because it is a bit all over the place. Yeah. Just jump around a bit. But um, yeah, for me, it's uh, some great performances in it. Woody Harrelson is an absolute standout. But I think Har- Harris Dickinson is having a fantastic year yeah. uh, between this, Kingsman, and See How They Run. See how they run yeah. But there's also some other great people in it as well. Dolly D. Leon, who plays Abigail, yeah. is great. You know, the one who is... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, there's a great person who is in charge of the boat as well. Yeah. She's fantastic. Again, she's a bit like, I don't know. Yeah. Very, yeah. I, again, I'm trying not to spoil it too much, but the last person I want to talk about is a guy called Zlacto Burek, who plays Dimitri. Oh, is this the Russian? Yeah. yeah. And he's fantastic in it as well. So some great performances, very funny, very awkward. Um, does say, has some really interesting things to say, but probably tries to, it gets muddled a bit by how much it tries to do. And yeah, it's a bit hard to watch at times because it's yeah. just a bit... Uh, it's a bit more physically and yes emotionally <laughs> yeah so I did a bit of a spiel there but yeah that's I don't know yeah. I probably should have prepped that a bit more but no yeah. no that's, that was good uh, yeah I, I think what happens in the third act is it becomes more message over over substance substance yeah, if, yeah. That's what, if that's the right kind of phrasing um, no I, again it it's it, it peaks in the second act when kind of all all hell breaks loose if that makes if that's probably the best way to say it yeah um, shit hits the fan shit hits the fan yeah um, and it's it it has a lot to say about society and it's it um, like yeah there's when there's so much going on and uh, you're just yeah you're just kind of laughing at everything kind of happening to these people um, but again it's the same thing as as with the menu it's like there's such an easy target mm-hmm. and I think that's probably uh, a little bit of a detriment to the film in terms of like it being say a cri- like a, a critical view mm-hmm. um, but I had a great time with it it's just again it's it, a lot of it is that silly humour that yes. we just enjoy so Woody much Woody Harrelson and Germán Dimitri yeah. have a fantastic scene yeah that and again, I think this is, you have to watch it with someone else. I don't think you can watch this by yourself. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Especially, there's some scenes in it as well. But, like, it, it's enjoyable. But also, it's like, you can't believe what you're watching. But, like, again, it's satirical. But, like, there's stuff that happens in it where the super rich are put in situations where they are forced to really show who they are. And when they make the decisions you make, the, you expect them to make, you're like, I fucking knew it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. The other thing was, for me, was... Um, like by the time we hit about halfway I was struggling I was like where is this going yeah. like, I was like you can't empathise with any of these characters you like there's no one here that I'm like I could even sit down and have a pint with and like enjoy myself oh Dimitri well, <laughs> what are you talking about um, but then a certain like certain things happen and you're like oh I've completely switched my view now because the the film has taken its turn yeah and it's, it's taken a turn in, in the in the right direction <laughs> 
or the wrong direction yeah, for certain people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, as I said, I don't want to say too much about it. It's just, it's that whole thing of kind of the, the satiric, satiric, crude satire of the super wealthy, but also the hypocrisy of the super wealthy yes. at times mm-hmm. um, and their dealing of certain situations. Yeah. Like, like even that scene with your one and the staff member to get the pool. Pool, yeah. And, or to get, yeah, get into the water. And, was ones, it, yeah. and like even the rich being like, yeah, the sails look very dusty. They yeah. should be cleaned. <laughs> and then you're one who's in charge of the boat being like, oh, absolutely. We'll, we'll yeah. look after that. And then someone being like, there's no sails. There's no sails. This is an electric, this is electric a, boat. Yeah. There's a motor and it's just road nonsense. Road. And, and I know that like the fact that there's an engagement rings available on the boat to purchase at like 20 grand. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's all so, but like it probably exists. It's probably oh, a thing. It's crazy. Time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the last we're going to move on now. Yeah, yeah. go for it. Yeah. Uh, then the last movie uh, we were nominating for Hidden Gem is with Johnny Ribrost, uh, Confess Fletch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, oh, that was the last one? Okay, yeah. Well, there's also right. some honor, honor, there's honorable mentions in The Wonder, Wendell and Wilde, The Watcher, and Weird, but we can do our Hidden Gem now and then fly through those. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, so Confess Fletch, Triangle Sadness, and... Triangle Sadness... Sorry, give me the list again. Yeah, one sec. Triangle Sadness. Yeah. Oh, Watcher. You have Watcher in here, I think. But we... What, is it get, Watcher getting it? It's not getting the award, but uh, I can talk about no, it. No, it's like... What, 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 I was just oh, like, actually, no. I'll, I'll just... I'll snap through But that's Watcher, it. Then we'll keep yeah. that in the quick... Yeah. The quick, quick picks. Quick picks. Oh, quick picks. Yeah, we'll think of something for that. <laughs> uh, and then... Confess Flesh and She Said. Because I don't think Bones and All is a hidden gem. I don't think Disenchanted. No. I don't think Anola Holmes. I don't think no, I Barbarian think... maybe, but like that's no, so big now yeah. over in the States especially. When the Wild, now again. Okay. I think there's only one correct answer here. It's Triangle Sadness. Triangle Sadness, yeah, really? Yeah, not, not Confess Fletch? No, I think Triangle Sadness is, fun, is, is like... The, you're going to hurt, hurt John Larden's feelings. <laughs> the more I think about it, the more ridiculous Triangle Sadness. Now, do you know what? I probably would say uh, Confess Fletch is a better movie, but Triangle Sadness just like... It's more it obscure. Really, yeah, it really went for it. Like, yeah. Know. Oh, you're not aware of the work of... Uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Rustin Ostlund? Oh, he had a great movie this year. <laughs> You know, you can just sound like an absolute prick yeah, when you're exactly. saying like, oh, you should watch Triangle Sadness. Because um, there's other movies he has done. He did another one. He did one called The Square, Square which apparently is quite good. good. And then there's do you know the one, one up on Tala? Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> he, did, he did that. Uh, he did Force Majeure as well. Ah, uh, yes. One, yeah, yeah the, the one that had a horrendous... Uh, American remake. Because I think that's what he was saying. I, I remember reading an article, or, or was it an article? Or maybe it was Mark Commode or something, where the director loves putting characters in situations where they make the wrong choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think Force Majeure is about there's, there's an avalanche coming and your yeah. man runs away runs rather away, than yeah. saving his kids. Yeah. And, they just, and then they remade it with Will Ferrell and it's not as good apparently. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so we're giving it to Triangle Sadness. Triangle Sadness. Wow. Get out and see it if you can. Yeah. Uh, quick fire thoughts. Quick pick thoughts with Gary and David. <laughs> well, I might put music in. Or maybe I'll put in that we like to move it, move it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, this is these Ooh, are so hot, so spicy. So hot, <laughs> hot, and spicy. Quick pig flicks with Gary and David. <laughs> I think I think the name should be longer than the segment. <laughs> yeah, just just keep adding stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, we've got five movies in here. Uh, we've got wait, okay, we talk five movies. Yeah, we've got five movies, five minutes. Go. Okay, uh, you're doing the wonder. Wait, let me the- let me look at the time. Let me. Uh, okay. Now, okay, go. Okay, so the wonder is Florence Pugh. She goes to Ireland. She's a nurse. She's looking after a girl who hasn't eaten for like four months. And it has a lot to say about religion, has a lot to say about um, the old times when families um, maybe preferred certain members of the family over others and yeah. stuff. Um, and um, yeah, it's it's heavy. Yeah. Um, 
and I I didn't really like it because yeah. it was a bit awkward. Uh, it was weirdly it was weirdly framed as something as a as a parable or a fable, but yeah. it's shot like a, stu- a a thing that happened where it yeah. should have been more mystical. So yeah, that was the other thing. About halfway through, I'm like, uh, what does this nurse have anything to do with Orange? She's yeah. you know, and then something happens. She she learns about a certain story, and uh, it it kind of flips your thoughts. Yeah. What I would say is. If you have like an hour and, hour and a half on Netflix, yeah. give it a go. Farnsley's great. Ne- Farnsley is great. She's yeah, always great. She's great. Um, you do, we wouldn't know if this was t- took place in It's Irish. in a field and a house. Those are yeah, the two locations. Exactly. Uh, go ahead. No, that's it. Uh, Weird, the Al Yankovic story. So this is a parody of biopics. It stars uh, Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al Yankovic. And it is uh, ve- some very, very funny... Um, jokes in it especially if you're if you're a big if, if you're a big fan and you know a lot about Weird Al how he's able to parody his life as a parody artist is very funny and quite interesting however the movie kind of for me lost a bit of steam where I was kind of like oh yeah okay M- much like a parody song you're okay I, g- I get what you've done here now but yeah. it's not entertaining anymore because yeah. it's just all a joke yeah um, once you hear the first verse the first chorus exactly like, yeah, yeah, yeah but like uh, the performance is great Daniel Radcliffe's in it which is very very good there is one scene in particular with a fuck ton of cameos that yeah. is incredible and worth watching um, yeah if you're a big Weird Al fan you'll really like it it's only an hour and a half it's on the Roku channel you know where that is <laughs> and uh, yeah it's a fu- great airplane movie I would say yeah perfect yeah. Yeah. Uh, Armageddon time Armageddon time. So uh, we have a young boy and he's part of this family and it's about him being part of the public school system and he's interacting with a lot of people from different cultures and stuff. But his family who uh, have come from Jewish origins um, don't want him being part of that culture or whatever and prefer him to move to a more private school. So it has a lot to say about society again and and, and um, certain parts of society that, you know, aren't aren't welcome or aren't uh, as, you know... Accepted. Accepted, there you go, yeah. Um, but what I will say, I mentioned earlier, Anthony Hopkins has a great role in it. There's this whole bit where uh, he is kind of the, the leader of the family and uh, a certain thing happens and it, it causes the family to kind of fall apart and stuff and it really uh, uh, creates a, a huge toll on, on the rest of the family. Jeremy Strong is great in it. He has some incredible scenes in it, some disgraceful scenes as well, but um, in terms of like... Yeah, yeah what he does, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Anne Hathaway is all right in it. She's not in a huge amount. She's very emotional, whatever. Kid is a little bit annoying, but I'm not going to hold it against him. A little bit disappointing overall. Cool. And it's the only movie you gave a red, a red light for as well this month. Yeah, I wouldn't go out and see it. If, again, if it's on Netflix, if, the, the main reason for that is it was on cinemas. I was like, nah, yeah, fair. don't waste your money. Uh, Wendell and Wild. speaking of streaming movies, this is a movie done by Henry Selleck, who people would know from A Nightmare, uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, uh, the other one, James and the Giant Peach, and Coraline. So, uh, saw this coming on Netflix, thought it was really interesting, because I it's all stop motion, and it's fucking really cool. It's really cool how he does it all. And, like, even things like, he shows a shot of, like, a car going over a ice puddle and the ice breaks and the water splashes up like all these intricate shots you're like this is so cool but the movie itself is not as enjoyable as maybe as I liked I don't know I went in with a bit of nostalgia and I'm like oh it's not as good as Nightmare now, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas but then again <laughs> I probably could watch that movie now and not think the same and um, voice cast is great you've got Keegan-Michael Peel and Keegan-Michael <laughs> Peel <laughs> which one is it Gary? <laughs> uh, you got Keegan Peel back and it's their first comedic pairing since the, yeah. the show they're very good in it and um, there's some other great voice cast in it as well it's all about the Brits being at it which I'm a big fan <laughs> see them being taken down a peg or two uh, but the movie kind of loses its magic for me a bit of steam the, the story's a bit meh um, no it's just it, again it's just all to, just to be able to see that world again of, of Henry Selleck and just see how um, what you call it um, 
see how just see it see it again in 2022 I think it's great so you, yeah my big question would be do you see a huge difference between what what was done previously to now I think there, so I think it is there? I think it's way better it's yeah. really really slick and really yeah. cool um, but again I just I don't know it's, he wrote and directed it and he wouldn't have written the other yeah, ones exactly. Um, so I wasn't a big fan of it in that sense also there's some weird music in it well see he did a really cool thing where all the all the, all the music is from black artists but like I just feel like the songs didn't fit the scenes and I was yeah. like it just took me out of it rather than appreciating their inclusion we've seen that earlier in the year Elvis we'll talk about that in the end of year awards uh, okay we're definitely over these five minutes <laughs> we don't get to talk about The Watcher then oh boo okay do you want to talk about The Watcher yeah that's okay so The Watcher is about an American girl who is in I don't know if she's engaged. She's going out with the guy from Romania and they've moved to Romania. Okay. Um, And what happens is they move into this nice kind of new apartment and across the street, there's someone that keeps kind of looking in at her uh, every time she's in there on her own. Oh, he's watching her. Yeah, exactly. Like the name of the movie. Um, But I wouldn't say this is unique in, in a huge sense, but the biggest thing I found with it is because it takes place in Romania and because you have an actor, or you have, sorry, a character who doesn't know Romanian, the idea of the language being like um, this kind of parting ways between her and kind of society was huge. And I thought they used that really, really well. Okay. This whole idea that she is so uh, isolated from everyone else because she doesn't know the language, I thought was really good and they use it really well. So there's like no subtitles in it, even though like most of the movie takes place in in Romanian. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. And then look, there's a few moments of tension, there's... Bit, a bit of horror scenes there's that whole kind of mystery of who is this person across the road um, so yeah like again worth the watch if it was on Netflix probably well they have the watcher on Netflix they can't have the watcher yeah, on watcher exactly yeah uh, I was although, on Prime although what I would say is if you could find it in cinemas you know again it's only 90 minutes yeah. it, it's probably a good time if you don't want to be too spooked but you want to leave a little bit spooked okay okay yeah. much like Wendell and Wild that's yeah. a very spooky movie also there's a, a bit at the end I really enjoyed I'll tell you that after. <laughs> when it ended. No, no, just it's a bit <laughs> yeah. towards the end. Okay. Well, that was about five, six minutes. I think it was like, I don't know, five and a half minutes. That's quick hot pits. That's quick, quick hot pits. Pit, the quick pit stop with Gary and Dave were talking about quick pick, fix for five minutes. <laughs> Sponsored by Red Bull. Sponsored by Red Bull. <laughs> and black tar coat uh, heroin. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had nowhere to put those, but it was just easier to fly to them all. Because we watched them, and by God, we're going to talk about them. Yeah. Um, speaking about talking things, uh, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Okay, blatant muck. Uh, so in here we have Armageddon Time. Yeah. We have Black Panther: Wakanda Forever because oh, yeah, yeah. I still yeah I don't know it's yeah. an MCU movie I'm throwing them in there these yeah. days it's like yeah uh, yeah and uh, Bones and all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Well, see Bones and all. I'll talk about Bones and all. Do you want to talk about Bones and all? I'll talk about Bones and all. No, you go for it. Uh, yeah, put my review up. Yeah, put your review up. Yes, it doesn't get. <laughs> uh, Bones and all. Yeah, it's um. A movie with Timothy Chalamet and your one's name, who I... Taylor Russell, yes. And she is invited over to a sleepover and her dad is very protective of her, keeps her locked in in her room, like when she's home from school and stuff so she can't get out. And all of a sudden she sneaks out to this uh, sleepover and something bad happens. And from that, there is a discovery that she craves human flesh. And um, so her father has been has been dealing with this her whole life, and then has decided, you know, now it's you're eighteen, you have to go on your own, and you know, look after yourself because I can't do it anymore because her mother's no longer in the picture. And on her first stop to her plan, she has her birth certificate, so she's trying to find her mother. And on her first stop, she is stopped. She is she is watched upon by Mark Rylance's Sully, yeah. who I actually meant to put into best actor, by the way. Yeah, I fucking love that guy. Yeah, and. Um, 
So he comes upon her and all of a sudden recognizes her as one of his own in that there are more people out there that have this sort of craving. And it is all about Taylor Russell trying to locate her mother and finding people along the way who, like Timothy Chalamet's uh, Lee, who also is similar to her, but also trying to understand just, you know, herself as a person, what's this sort of lifestyle going to look like for her, for her, because she's understanding that different people have different approaches on it, and find out, find, you know, find her mother, understand where she came from, what's her deal, and um, maybe fall in love with the beautiful eyes of little boy Timothy Chalamet. Little boy, big actor. Little boy, big appetite. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, like in one sense I'm like this is you know an interesting story conceptually wise. I don't know if they really hit home properly with me. I just thought with the whole like the whole I think it should have been more fantastical that like so so I knew nothing about this movie. Yeah. And when I saw Mike Rylance pop up and he was like, a, oh, I'm also a cannibal. I'm like, whoa, cool. There's a whole world yeah. set up here. So it's based on a book. Yeah, and I, I didn't know that until yeah. the end. Yeah. And when I saw it based on the novel, I was like, cool. That makes so much sense because there's a bigger world hinted at here that we don't see. But also you can tell because story beats kind of happen so quickly and the movie kind of drags in parts because they're like, then they go here and this happens. And then, then they go here and this happens. And it's very quick in that sense but also I think the movie's trying to balance the romance element of it with yeah. Timothy Chalamet and Taylor Russell but also try and also have that sort of bigger message around like what is it what does it mean to live and what does it mean to like yeah. you know who are your community and like who who like, you know who do you want to surround yourself with and who yeah. are you as a person what are your views on life and blah, blah blah there's that sort of element there so that's kind of interesting but I think it does tip towards more I think Mark Mode called it Twilight Hannibal uh, yeah. Cannibal sorry Twi- Cannibal Twilight yeah. and um, and I think it tips more towards that I think it's I think it would it, do, it, it, it only being talked about and reviewed as well because it's stylistically very beautiful yeah. like some of the shots are great yeah, some of the music yeah. is great but I don't think if this was a different director I think with this script yeah. I think it would have been trash yeah. I think it would have been and, and, a, and a much worse cast worse cast, cast yeah. I think it could have been really really bad because I, I like your man Luca Luca, Luca him he did a, <laughs> a, 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 a yeah by your name. I saw a great review on Letterboxd I was like this is clearly Timothy Chalamet and Luca G yeah. working through having to uh, working through the fact that they had to shoot a film with uh, Army Hammer, Hammer. Yeah. Um, but um yeah, so I think it's really beautiful in that sense, and there's a great sense of an ease throughout the movie. But I just don't think it, it hit home in anything it was trying to yeah, achieve. Yeah, yeah. Like, I Not think that sounds very harsh, but like no, I, I think like if if you if you were to say um, the the analogy I'm going to use here is a bit strange, but if if you imagine it as a house, like it's a really well wow. built house, okay, okay, really well built, but inside just the atmosphere is off. Yeah. That's kind of the idea I got because like it's like as you say aesthetically it's beautiful well structured in terms of like shots and stuff like that it's it's kind of well set up that way but just the atmosphere is a bit off the it tone does change a bit yeah, I find as well yeah like from, from almost from scene to scene it's just like there's a, a shift and it just mm. there's no consistency to it um, but again I, I found like my biggest thing was just the whole cannibalist side I'm just like and I I know the fact that it was based on a book probably is, is the reason for that is, is like why it was added but or why it was included but um, I just found it like relatively unnecessary. As like yeah, and yeah, I don't know. But 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 I guess I I suppose you you brought up the point the whole idea of community and and um, Taylor Russell's character is kind of um, is <clears throat> fighting with the idea of like how does she survive in a world 
like she sees what her life could be like yeah. if she continues the way she's going yeah. and that's kind of the idea but yeah I suppose yeah, they could have made it a bit more kind of uh, yeah, less uh, realistic if that makes sense yeah um, but performance wise as well uh, Tony Chalamet is very understated like he doesn't yeah. he doesn't do too much in it yeah. um, he's more of a sidecar well yeah no he's absolutely a... Taylor Russell's great in it, yeah, yeah I'm excited to see what she does next um, it's been a great month or a great year for these sort of movies with strong female performances of like new actors yeah and I'm very intrigued. Like even stuff like like everything all at once. The, the I forget I forget the name of the actress there, the supporting actress there from Prey to I, like I don't know if you want to include some even the um, Florence Pugh stuff and even like so like it's just been a great yeah. year of like I don't know. I'm very I'm very excited to see what comes next from a lot of these actresses. Yeah, um, but Taylor Russell included for sure. Mike Rylance is so creepy and so yeah. fucked and I loved every moment of yeah. it. Again, I've told you, I'm always a bit, I'm a big fan of him since uh, Don't Look Up. Yeah. Ever since he knocked that out of the park, <laughs> I was, I'm, I've always been on board. Uh, Michael St- Stuhlberg, I think he pronounced his name, yeah. uh, is in it and David Gordon Green, the director of Halloween, yeah. uh, are in it in a very creepy scene and uh, so the performance is all good. I can see why all time, yeah, just something was r- r- off about it. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. all I have to say really. So in terms of blatant muck, but again, like you would have expected this to have a better. Well, the fact that it was at the Venice Film Festival, yeah. I got a ten minute standing ovation. That bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Just, like some kind. Of, I know everything does, but I'm like, this is not a Venice movie. Yeah. Well, you compare. Well, the biggest thing is I compared this to Banshees. Like this was, I think it was way off Banshees. Yeah, I know you don't like Banshees. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Both are bad. I'm like, yeah. yes. Um. Yeah. What is the most disappointing movie this month? Um, give us the list there so I have Bones and All Black Panther and Armageddon Time but we might be able to find another one there I, I wasn't disappointed by Triangle Sadden as well in the wild Weird Al oh, that had no right to be good no <laughs> I think um, it is Bones and All just in terms of like having yeah. all the talent there you haven't like yeah it should have it, it should be Oscar worthy yes yeah and it was Bones and All Bones and All yeah there you go don't eat Late people book. Don't, don't eat people yeah don't eat people guys yeah be, be respectful on people's holiday when they're you, recording a geyser. The, the, <laughs> and some the, people some people wear snoods and that should be okay. The other thing I was just like, I was like, would you not cook the meat? Yeah, I think it's one of those things where the meat has... Oh, sorry, can I mention the other thing, actually? Speaking of Raw, yeah, go watch Raw. Go watch Raw, yeah. Raw is a fantastic movie. Made a, It's co-production from Belgium and France and it's from 2016 or something like that. It does everything this movie does, but 50 times better. Is it in French? It is in French, yeah. But it's so fucking good. Oui. Oui, c'est bon. Ah, oh, c'est magnifique. Um, yeah, go, everyone should, this is like the one thing for this, uh, go fucking watch Raw. Yeah. It's so, you, Dave, I'm looking at you. I know, yeah. It's not on anywhere. I fucking find it. <laughs> go to France. Go to, but you love Belgium. Get over there. Uh, no, it's that movie's, that movie does what this one does, attempts to do. Yeah, yeah, it's bones and all. 100%. Because you just could have done Raw. Yeah, just do that just again. Just do Raw again. <laughs> with Timothy Chalamet. Do a remake. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Um... So yeah, that's is, there, is there a Timothy Chalamet esque character in Raw? <laughs> <laughs> or could you? Just... Sorry, Joe's really fu- no, there isn't. But I was remembering the scene because I was thinking of the remake because there's a scene where they extract shit from a from a horse. So uh, yeah, is there a Timothy Chalamet character? I don't know, but there's a horse's ass in that movie. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, Poovy the month. Speaking of poo, who? Yeah, I've uh, already got two in here. Enola Holmes and Disenchanted. I'm realizing I'm doing two back to back. Sorry, nah, don't worry. Uh, but this will be quick. So Disenchanted. That's just a bad movie. Enola Holmes two. Enola Holmes two probably could have been a blatant muck, but um, I still don't have high. Like I wouldn't have high hopes no. for that sort of Netflix movie anyway. I don't. I don't even remember the first. I one. don't. Even, they did a little recap of the first one at the beginning of this movie. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> 
Robert <laughs> Allard. Um, Nola Holmes 2 is all about another mystery that Nola finds herself in as she tries to set up her own detective agency. Um, she is investigating a girl's whose sister went missing and she realises there's a bigger plot to it and she has to enlist the help of her brother Sherlock Holmes played by Henry Cavill. It's a it's a fine movie. I think she for me there was a lot of fourth wall breaking in it that really pissed me off. Um, it it's just so on the nose. But there's some kind of cool elements in it. But again, I think a lot of those are stolen from uh, either the TV show Sherlock or Guy Ritchie's Sherlock series as well. So I'm kind of like, Which I didn't, we're still waiting for the third. We movie. are. I can't. I'm on the edge of my seat. We should have a list. Yeah. We should have a thing of like where where are these movies at? The other guys too. Fletch 2. Fletch 2, yeah. <laughs> With uh, Johnny Chorizo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a few more of those left. Anyway, but uh, yeah, so it's steal, it doesn't steal, but it borrows a lot from these guys, so it doesn't feel like I can attribute the movie mm. any sort of praise besides the actors in it. So Henry Cavill's a great Sherlock Holmes. He's a, such a smug prick, and he's great for it. And Nola Holmes, uh, sorry, Millie Bob Brown, yeah, so, like, so personable, so likeable, like, does a good job. I don't really like the character again because she keeps breaking the fucking wall and the fourth wall and I'm just like, just, just fucking talk to someone else for a moment. Uh, David Thewlis is in it. He's quite good yeah. and menacing. And um, there's some other people. Like, oh, Helen, Helen Bone Card is in it. Who plays the brother? Mycroft. He's not in this. Oh, he's not? No. Who played him the first one? Uh, uh, Henry Havel. <laughs> I think it was Sam Claffin. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. I know he's a big deal. He's in something else, isn't he? Sure he is. <laughs> David, look, Professional I'm, actor. David, I'm, it's been the day, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, don't, don't worry about it. Sorry, sorry. Sam it's, Claffin. There you there go. You go yeah. I feel like he's in. So- oh, he was in, in that Hunger movie Games. with. Um, he's in Hunger Games, and he was in the movie before with- you. There you go. Why are you asking me these questions? <laughs> you know, know what he's in. I know. Uh, anyway, so yeah, for me, this the movie. Re- I was so fine with this movie. It was so bang average. And then there's this third act deduction scene that is honestly such hot garbage. That I remember, I I asked my housemate, I was like, could you hear me on the other side of the wall? Because I said, fuck that. I was like, nah, nah, I'm done. I was so checked out of the movie. I was so, it was so fucking stupid. I was so done with it. And for a movie that builds itself on a mystery, for that to be the most disappointing part of the movie when it's solved, I'm just like, nah, can't be doing that. Yeah. Such bullshit. Considering we've seen something else this month. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. much better. Uh, but Disenchant is the worst movie this month. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, but not a home There we go. Yeah. Yay. Um, it's on Netflix. Not worth watch. Oh, like, no, but if you, no, it's such a fine watch. Again, I just got pissed off by that third act reveal thing. But, um, yeah. But, like, time is very important to people. It is Gary. very important to people, yeah. And especially, yeah, to know, like, you look at something like Confess Fletch, that's an hour and 40 minutes of watching Johnny Hot Dog <laughs> go out and solve a mystery and have uh, enough time. I've got like five more of these to go, or six more of these to go, so if we could try and mention that Jim, during a... Uh, yeah. Jack, Jackie. No, it all has to be a John, John and then pork meat, David. Pork meat, okay. Something no, like, like jo- Johnny, is... well, I have Johnny Pork Belly as well. Okay, yeah. that's not one of my favorite ones though. I'm more yeah. of a fan of Johnny Prosciutto. Actually, yeah, sorry. No, speaking, of, sorry, yeah, I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Off pod. Off pod. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right. Okay, let's talk about the best movies of the month, David. Give us a list. Um, so for our nominees for this category are um, All Quiet on the Western Front, yeah. Barbarian, and The Menu. Is that it? Yeah, but also Glass Onion. But we're talking about that next month. Oh, uh... I don't know. What else are you nominating here? Would you want to nominate Banshees again, you big fucking nerd? Nerd. <laughs> yeah, you big nerd. No, I suppose... You look I, being sad, no, don't you? Sorry, I was looking at Triangle Sadness and I was looking at Confess Flash, but they're more hidden gems. Yeah. No, uh, okay, in accents, will I do All Quiet? Yeah, you love being sad, don't you? Big sad boy. All Quiet? Yeah. After seeing Banshees, you just love being sad. <laughs> all Quiet. 
No, I'm, I'm over here. This is the Eastern Front. <laughs> this is the Eastern Front. <laughs> this is the noisy town. That's what we call it over here. <laughs> uh, okay, so All Quiet in the Western Front is a Netflix remake of the film that came uh, out in the 90s. I wouldn't say it's a remake. I'd say it's a, a re-adaptation. Re- retelling, let's yeah. say, of, of the film that came out in the 1930s. One Best Picture. German uh, film about um, young men going to war uh, in World War I. Um, look, this is a war film. I think there's probably the most... Most hard-hitting war film, but probably since Saving Private Ryan. Oh, I disagree. Okay. Um, I, I, I tell you, Banshees is not good. Oh, sorry, but you're talking about All Quiet on the Western Front? I thought you were talking about Banshees again. I'm in a snoot. <laughs> the, so, the idea behind this movie is you, you, you meet these characters, these young men uh, from Germany and... At the start, they are, they're obviously young men in school and stuff, um, and they are just so enthusiastic about going to war, representing their country, becoming these sort of heroes. They're still the most romanticised version, version of war. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, when they, when they arrive on the front, on the Western Front, they are met with one of probably the most hellish scenes they yeah. could probably ever experience. Um, this is the type of film I would show to people, kids in school. Yeah. I would, oh, I yeah. would, I would, I would have like classes about like, you know, propaganda and yeah. all this bullshit that, uh, politicians and leaders try to tell you that, you know, it's, it's glory, you know, fighting for your country, stuff like that, you know. Um, it comes back to that idea that we've seen in other movies, the, the rich versus poor, yeah. the, the different parts of society that are represented, um, and it is at at points it is purely sickening. Yeah, what, what human beings can do to each other and and, and how certain characters in this literally um, play with people's lives just because you know they feel like they're entitled to for meters of, of land. yeah exactly yeah and as by the end you're honestly like worn out like it is a long movie but it's 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 hard hitting and it's it's graphic and but it's it's necessary i think for a film oh. like this it's it's very necessary to have that sort of uh impact on the audience um the fact that it's it's it is a german movie it, it takes it's it's all um the, all the dialogue is in german but I think that adds to it even more. Because uh, I texted you because what my Netflix assumed was like, Gary's not going to read it. <laughs> and it well, put it on the English dubs automatically for me. And I was like, I'm not enjoying this as much at all. Because yeah. the act- well, one, the actors don't seem as good. But two, it's weird to hear the British accents yeah. for what's happening as well. But, um, oh no, it's... And again, like it's... It, it's, it's somehow harder to hear such bleak and despairing things coming from a human and then having to see it printed on a, on, on the image that's being portrayed on yeah. the screen. It's, I'll, I'll talk a bit more, but yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah. No, that's fine. Um, but yeah, it, I think that just adds to it. And the other thing is, look, we, we've seen a lot of war films from the perspective of, um, the good guys. Br- British quote, quote, allies. Good guys. Well, yeah, look, I mean, in, in my opinion, I don't think there was any good guys in World War One. Like it was just literally what about the doctors and medics, Davis. <laughs> huh? Yeah. What about the people who saved millions of lives? Okay, you hate it. <laughs> we get it. You like seeing people in pain. You love banshees in the shoes. <laughs> I love seeing you fingers love getting see- shot. <laughs> yes. Um, no, it's like honestly, I think that was it was uh, like, and by the end, they they um, summarized it that like this was a war that Pointless. literally nothing happened. Uh, it was a war that was literally developed for the the play toys of royal families in in Europe and stuff like that. So, um, but 
in terms of um, th- this film, like as I said, it's just and the, the sorry the biggest point I, w- I want to make is is the cyclical nature of the film as well, where we're we're met with a situation at the start of the film. We see our main character go through certain um, points in 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 his in his life in as part of the the frontliner on the war, and then by the end we see similar things happening to similar characters or similar type characters yeah. by the end, and just the whole kind of pointlessness of what what just happened like yeah. why 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 were all those lives wasted for such you know unnecessary means? But as I said, like this is just such a hard hitting film. It's great to see. Um, these type of of films being made because it's 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 the type of, it's the type of movies where it's not um it's not gratifying is that the word or it's not yeah. it's not it's, it's not glorifying glorifying war. yeah uh, and it's not something where you're like you're enjoy or not what am I trying to say not enjoying it but you're not um. It's do, it's doing the best job of representing Repres- what that sort yeah, of shit's it's represent- like. It's representative of what real yeah. war is like. But yeah, look, go on. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just no. I, I I had no fun watching this movie. This yeah. was one of the worst movie watching experiences I've ever had in my life. Yeah, I, it's just not fun, and I didn't leave it being like that was good. Yeah. But my God, I, I think in terms of what it stands for and what it's trying to uh, just remind. It's stupid that it has to be a reminder. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy that this movie came out in 1930. Yeah. The book was written in 1927, yeah. 29. They made a movie in 1930. Everyone loved it, won an Oscar. And then there was another war. And then a couple of, I think they made another version in 1970 something. something yeah. And then they've made it again. And it's just crazy that, yeah, it's just, it's... You it's, can have this story just on repeat. Yeah, it's and just it's like, just, oh, cool, you want to consider this? I feel like everyone everyone in the UN should have to watch this every yeah, year. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think what I... And the reason why I prefer this Saving Private Ryan is there's no A-list celebrities in it. Yeah. And there's no real... Oh, well. Uh, really? A-list? Oh, but you know, he's, he's a recognisable Okay, name. fine. But like, anyway, in terms of like in the trenches. Yeah. But what I find is there's just, it's just blank faces yeah. somewhat because we don't know these guys. They're speaking a language we don't understand. So there's already such a disconnect from them. But how what we know about World War One, and we're like, oh, the Germans, like the bad yeah. guys, like I kind of said, um, to then empathise with these people just as human beings rather than what they're actually yeah. doing and who, what they're fighting for and just thinking like, any human being in that situation just get out yeah. like I just I want this person to not have to be there yeah, kind of thing exactly so how these actors and how the movie is able to just flip that I thought was really 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 interesting and yeah it's it's just it's just not fun it's bleak it's brutal it's gritty it's raw it's from a production point of view it's some of the best war oh, simulation stuff I've ever seen yeah uh, some of the sets they've built um, and yeah I just think some of the twists and turns the movie takes especially the, the last thing yeah it's just like fuck Heart, let me just fucking have a good Tuesday night exactly, here exactly yeah um, uh, the, yeah the, on the, just on the production design was incredible it yeah. honestly like if if of all the movies we've seen this year I think this is probably in production wise I think is probably the best like I I I, I know they built that pub in Banshees of this year and they <laughs> I, I was thinking about Batman as well that had kind of a cool production design but again I just think this one looks like you literally looks like you're in the trenches I don't see anything yeah. else that that's just built that kind of, and then like you say, this realistic s- set, yeah, as, as much as this did. And there's some of those scenes with the rich generals, and those that the contrast yeah, there as well the, I between think what they do where that. they are and even where that general is at towards the back of the the front line or behind the front lines, and yeah. he's kind of commanding from there. And this whole area that he has to himself versus where our main characters have to just like sleep it day in day out, whatever. Um, 
what was I going to say there? Sorry. Um, sorry. Production. No, sorry. I was talking about okay. productions. And I can't remember what the other thing okay. was. But yeah. you probably just think about how much you love Banshees. When it's <laughs> sorry, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. Um, but yeah, no, I like. Yeah, I think it's just a must must watch for just historical mm. pr- preservation of th- just remembering. The the, no, just sorry. No, like just remembering that history and yeah. remembering those people that died. And you know, when movies when hit when like movies telling a historical event and there's usually those title cards at the end. Title cards in this movie just just break you. Yeah, it's fucking rough. Anyway, the, people should watch it. It is not fun. But sorry, I think it's- yeah. The, the point I was going to make was sorry. Just in a comparison to 1917, I feel like 1917 is the Hollywood. It version is. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, it's just it's too. It's that's so what I meant clean like, and yeah. And people die in 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 1970, but it's not as hard hitting. No. The other point I was going to make is there's one scene in this, all right, and it comes back to this whole kind of human nature scene where you have a character, sorry, our main character from the German side has a fight with a soldier from the the other side and there's there's this kind of conflict and then uh, there's kind of a settling down of the conflict and the human nature side of it, of of what that character has been fighting for and then what um, comes to him in that moment when, when the fight kind of, Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter's out it, it's just it, and that was a moment for me that really stood out I was like that's yeah. it's a hu- human moment more than mm. but yeah look this is uh, get but, get on it like. but I, was this released in cinemas I hope so I think it was released Good. in some cinemas because I yeah. think it deserves oh I think it's Oscar I, I think it's like, a best picture nominee for mm. sure um, so yeah I would love to see it do well I was uh, we're, we'll have the conversation I think probably at the end of next month but um, I think the foreign language film this year could be very interesting I want or or <laughs> no, I should, yeah. he won Best Director at the New York uh, Critics Circle. Yeah, yeah. I want that. I want that movie to be recognised yeah. so much more. And yeah, and this and on, on Colin Keane as well. Yeah, maybe. And um, okay, well, we get on to our last movie. So last movie. Speaking of barbaric things, <laughs> barbarian. Uh, this is a wildly different tone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's a great one to end on, I suppose. Uh, barbarian is a movie. I don't want to tell people too much what it's about, but it is effectively about this woman who goes to stay in an Airbnb, and it turns out there is someone already living there, uh, played by the spooky, scary boy. Bill Skarsgård and all of a sudden it's we're not too he's he's being overly nice he's very and he's also being very like oh you're probably weirded out by this you know here like I'm like he goes to pour wine he goes I wanted you to see me open it in front of you so he didn't think anything else so super nice but there's this eerie tension throughout and you just don't know what's going to happen and then it happens and this move and it builds for let's say 40 minutes for that then the movie does a big not a u-turn but it's a, it's like it's like it going up a diagonal line and then a complete drop off and then builds the attention again yeah so, so my thing is it kind of reinvents itself about halfway yeah, through which i think my sister didn't like that oh, bit. okay yeah but what this movie does is it it it's it's a fantastic horror movie in that it plays up to all the tropes in that you don't walk down the spooky stairs by yourself you don't do certain things but the character does it and like it, it, they do everything that you expect them not to do in a horror movie and, and they do it like the, the characters that is but then when it takes that sort of a reinvent reinventing itself it then becomes a different movie yeah. but then links back up again and is fuses together there's, there's three main parts of this movie that I, I tell everyone about it has fantastic suspension and thriller it has uh, good steering and indications <laughs> <It's quite laughs> yeah, yeah. so great great, great suspense suspense and um, it's a thriller then there's also the horror element of it and then there's the comedy element of yeah. it and I think that's where me and you once again love a bit of a dark yeah. comedy there's a scene with Justin Long 
that I, I'd put up there as one of the funniest movies. It's not as good as uh, your one from Confess Fletch with that actor whose name is... Johnny... <laughs> Johnny Sausage. Sausage. Nice. Best uh, or last. <laughs> oh, no, there's way more. <laughs> and uh, you can subscribe to the Patreon to hear that. But uh, no, yes. So it's, it's really good comedy, and um, yeah, I think the the visuals of the movie is fantastic. the The score is really gr- cool as well, and what they're able to cool. These are fantastically com- complex words used by <laughs> Gary O'Brien. What episode is this? Seventy six. <laughs> All I can say is cool. cool. Uh, but no, again, and it's just yeah. Very cool score, very cool visuals, very spooky. Uh, cast as well as excellent. Uh, your one Georgina Campbell. Campbell again, another great actress. Yeah. Really excited to see what she does. This Carrying year. a film, like. carries this film yeah. so much. Bill Skarsgård is used so well, yeah. so so well. The casting is great, yeah. and I'm really happy about He's that. So awkward in it, is so that, awkward, but it's. It's the fact that he looks so spooky yeah. and he played Pennywise yeah. that it just, oh, what, what his character does, that whole thing, great. Justin Long, fantastic. fantastic yeah. So the, there's a big mystery. Don't read anything about it. Just go watch it. Yeah. It's 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 a horror movie. It is very scary. It's a bit gory as well. Yeah. Not there's gory, mom- but there's moments. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just a great modern day horror that subverts expectations fantastically. Yeah. yeah. That's the, the biggest things I would say about it is subverts your expectations but also reinvents itself mm-hmm. um, a little bit of a hint of social commentary in terms of a little uh, bit of social commentary in this podcast yeah well no it's just I think um, yeah when it, when it reinvents yeah. it there's a little bit kind of put on a who's the real bad guy in this who's situation who's the real bad guy there's some of the again some of that stuff around gender roles yeah. some of the stuff around the Hollywood elite as well yeah. and the rich and there's uh, a bit of me too in this as well yeah I, but even what I was even going to mention is just like how people doing nice things have become so strange or so cynical well, yeah, to, or people un- are cynical about that or suspicious about suspicious th- yeah, nice things, about, yeah about things people doing nice things like that like two strangers in a house and it feels like you know one of these must be a bad guy like you just yeah. you just assume yeah. the worst in people um so that was pretty fun fun um but yeah like it's it's one of those it's another one of those kind of surprises there's been yeah. a lot of good kind of horror movies this year yeah black phone yeah that's it. That's it. No, well, nope, had some good surprises in it as well. No, yeah, exactly. Um, I was going to say smile, but geez, that oh, was smile. That was. Oh yeah, this was part of our. Was this part of our spooky Mondays tradition where yeah, we had two spooky Mondays, two spooky back, Mondays to back. back to back? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Watchers, another one. Sorry, this this month, which was good. Um, but yeah, uh, as a, as as Gary said, just go watch it. Yeah, just find it. If, go watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but in terms of what's the best movie of the month, David? So this is a tough one. It is tough. I think so. So we're not we're not doing Triangle Sadness and we're not doing Confess Fletch with that actor Johnny John Tenderloin Loin. <laughs> Tenderloin, wow. Tenderloin, yeah. I have uh, I have I have three more. So it comes down to Barbarian, All Quiet and The Menu. Oh the menu. Oh no. I So in terms of my ratings, they're all four and a half already. Yeah, they're all four and a half. Okay, I'm gonna say barbarian. Wow, really? Yeah, because mainly because I think of of the three of them, I think it's the easiest one just to dip into for anyone. I think like the menu, I can see a lot of people just being like, "Nah, not for me." Yeah, and then all quiet. I'm just like, I don't want to have to put people through that, but they should. Yeah, and it's long. Like, what is it? Two forty or two thirty? Yeah, two two thirty. 
and and just like so barbarian. So it's funny because you have all quiet on the Western Front higher oh, up. Oh, but th- that's that's my personal thing. Like okay. uh, this is more just okay. like objective. Well, I, well, I, was I have barbarian fact. fourth. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Um, also, what's this? You banshees of energy. <laughs> <laughs> Lad doesn't like it. <laughs> it's not even my top ten, mate. Um, wow, I that's think... just objectively yeah. untrue. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with Barbarian. It just doesn't feel. It feels weird to give it to Barbarian over All Quiet. I feel like All Quiet is a more important movie. But in terms of what we enjoyed and think is the best, <sighs> this is more about enjoyment than anything. Is I it? Think. Yeah, big time. Like, you have to enjoy yourself. Yeah, well, okay. If we if we use the metrics of, would we watch it again? Would we recommend people yeah. to watch it? Oh, I'm never, did watch, we, did I'm we never enjoy watching it? that movie no, again. No, never again. <laughs> <laughs> never watching that movie again. Yeah. Once was enough. This is all quiet, is it? All quiet, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Banshees. <laughs> <laughs> you only just come up with that joke, like, halfway through. After the break, yeah, you're I'll, like, I'll edit, I'll, oh, I'm going to dig right in on yeah, that. Yeah, I'll edit it into the other bits as well. It's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, Barbarian, why not? Fuck it. Even though this movie came out in, like, fucking September. Yeah, I know. But yeah, it's just... Okay, it about October, sorry. It was just one of those ones. It was like ridiculous. I think it was... It just... It it paired quite nicely with our... Yeah. Our and look, ideas. it's our movie awards. Yeah. It's a gazzy. We can yeah. give it to whoever we damn well please. Yeah, exactly. And same way with... <laughs> look, if we don't want to give Angela Lansbury a gazzy, we can give one to Johnny Salami anytime we want. <laughs> For which movies? That can fest flesh? Yeah, with Johnny Rasher. <laughs> nice, yeah. Oh, nice. There's one more. I'll save, right. I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll save it at the end. I'll fit it in somewhere. Okay, right. December, uh, David Scanlon. We've got some shite. Look, there's not a lot coming out in December, but um, some interesting things all the same. We've got Troll. Have you seen oh, this? It's know. on Netflix. Is this it's, the one where it's, it's about an ancient, ancient troll woken up in the Norwegian mountains and a ragtag group of heroes must come together to try and stop it from wreaking deadly havoc. I know it's on Netflix. Looks really interesting. I'm happy enough for it. Sounds like a Rampage. By nah. the rock Don't wow. <laughs> you're no. <laughs> Are you here? Are you not a fan of Dwayne the Rock Johnson? No, we won't. We won't talk about it. Uh, Violent Night. This is my movie this month. I'm so excited to see it. If this is shite, it's getting blatant muck. I'm gone. I'm gone oh, it right now. Straight away. Got right now. It's got David Arbor in it. He plays Santa Claus, and he's giving pre- He's in a house giving presents, but it's also being invaded by uh, John Leguizamo. Leguizamo, and it's up to Santa to fight off the bad guys. It's Home Alone meets Die Hard. I'm fucking all here for it. It's just looks. It's by the guys who did uh, Nobody and yeah. John Wick and Bullet Train. Bullet Train. There we go. Oh. So it's, top ten movie. Top ten movie. <laughs> yeah, where do you have that? I think I have I can't put another eight, Banshee's joke. Eight or something. Uh, it's not even in my top ten. Oh, lad. I know. See, you haven't seen Aurora yet. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so very, very excited for that. I think David Harbour looks great in the role. We've also got uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which look, it's a stop animated movie. Stop motion animation. What did I say? Stop, stop animation? Stop animation. We should stop animation, though. We should, we <laughs> should stop it. Is that on Netflix? It's on Netflix. It's coming out in selected theatres, but it's out on Netflix on December thir- 9th. December 9th, I think. Uh, then we've got Avatar 2, Dwayne Water. The waste water. Still don't want to pronounce that movie now. Uh, Jimmy Cameron is losing his mind and sinking a lot of money into a movie about blue people. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. Uh, it's like, what? How? Like, so there has to be something about. it Apparently, just it's just like, emotional, all, all emotion. Yeah. So he was uh, watching that video I was telling you about, where he just talks about how the first movie was all about spectacle. Oh, this one is about the emotion of the characters. And what's your name? Um, Zoe Saldana was doing an interview with I think it was Jimmy Fallon or somebody, and she was like, "I've just come for the premiere, and I'm quite shook up by it." Now again, that could just be marketing yeah. shite, but like, I know I'm intrigued. I. I'm, yeah I'm happy enough it's fucking too long though I'll tell you that much yeah three three hours um, three ten oh look 
Has James Cameron made a bad movie? Have you seen The Abyss? No, no. <laughs> no neither have I. But, yeah. um, Some people say. He also made Piranha 2. No, he didn't. He didn't. Did he? Yeah, from, well, from like 1980 something. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, and then there's like Glass Onion and Nice Out Mystery. I don't know. Like, will that be any good? Who knows, David? Know. Oh. I, man, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a mystery. It's a mystery, David. If only we had a detective who could uh, solve that mystery. <laughs> Someone like Johnny Pancetta. <laughs> yes. Um, me and Dave have seen it it's fucking brilliant yeah. I gave it five stars my second uh, number two movie of the year we'll talk about it in December but uh, yeah go watch that movie it, I went, it'll December be out 23rd. Netflix on the 23rd yeah. 23rd uh, White Noise <laughs> White Noise yeah uh, with Adam Driver it's another movie directed by now, Noah uh, Baumbach, Baumbach. Uh, I actually don't know much about it but we'll see what happens Greta Gerwig is in it as well I think. yeah they love working together yeah. uh, The Pale Blue Eye with Christian Bale and Dudley Dursley uh, it's all about a Dudley uh, uh, what's his name yeah du- I know yeah, yeah, yeah. from Harry Potter <laughs> yeah and I'll, and um, the devil all the time yeah and something else the old guard and Queen's Gambit Queen's Gambit there we go uh, where a veteran detective Augustus Landor investigates a series of m- grisly mur- murders with the help of a young cadet who will eventually go on to become the world famous author Ellen El- Edgar Allan Poe that sounds cool. Yeah, I and actually, then, I, I actually, I didn't know what that was about. It's directed by some guy who's done other good stuff. Oh, Again, seventy six nice. episodes. I know how to talk about nice, movies. Nice, Matt. I'm sure you've done some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, fine. I'm typing. <laughs> Gary's typing. Scott Cooper. Oh yeah. He did Hostiles, Antlers, Out of the Furnace, Black Mass. Good friends with Christian Bale. Yes, uh, and then finally, it's I want to dance with somebody. That's not a movie, it's just a, if anyone wants to dance, <laughs> let me know. Uh, no, it's the latest biopic, it's about Whitney Houston, Whitney Houston, and I haven't looked at the trailers yet, but look, I'll give it a red hot go. I don't know, it seems a bit kind of... That's a January 8th watch for Gary, I'll tell you that much, never nothing. Yeah, it seems a bit like a uh, Netflix release for me, just like... Uh, yeah, no, nah, yeah. I don't know, the tunes be good. Yeah, I want, nice. yeah, are they getting Kevin Costner in it? That's the question. For bodyguards? Yeah, or like a Kevin Costner-esque yeah, person. yeah, yeah. If I hadn't used up all the John Hamm jokes, I'd probably be going to put something in there. But oh, like okay. yeah, another one. Yeah. I can't think of any other. One. I've used up. Jeffrey Day hard it is to find fifteen types of pork. <laughs> fifteen different types of pig. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> um, well, that's December. That is not December. Well, no, that was oh, the sorry, December's that was December's. Okay, sorry. I thought yeah. you, you were saying the end of this. Well, the end of this podcast is though. Well, that's November. November. Yeah. We're done. I think so. <laughs> David, thank you so much. It's been a good month. It has been a good month. Very good month. Hard to live up to. Do you know what? I was just thinking there, it's been a good month, but we only had three movies in Movie of the Month. Now, there was a lot of hidden gem, but it was just strange. It was good quality movies this month. Well, like, remember like there's other movies where once where it was like, it's all fine. Whereas this was like, yeah. those, are, like those are those three movies are in your top 10. Like that's they a lot. Are, you know what I mean? True. Like that's, it's good, go. yeah, of good quality, you know? Yeah. Well, being in your top 10 is not always yeah, no. a sign of being in a good movie because... <laughs> Bullet trains in there. Banshee's finished. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, right, okay. Well, nah, Dave- I'm getting Colin Farrell after you. <laughs> Don't be doing that. Don't be joking about that, David. Right, uh, David, thank you so much for doing this again. And you're welcome. thank you to the listener and anyone whose Spotify wrapped we were on. And if you have any Iceland suggestions from the time you were there, let me know. Um, uh, Instagram, you can follow us at Reading in the Peers. You can also follow us on Letterboxd. The links are in the description. I'm Gary O'Brien, spelt in a weird way. David is dscanlon10. And um, you can also subscribe and follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other places where you can get your podcasts. And... 
Oh, yes. So we'll be doing our end of year movies, end of year review soon. The Golden Gazzy Awards. The Golden Gazzy Awards. Highest, most prestigious thing in the world. And as you can imagine, <laughs> the awards are going to be very, very serious. But if you've any uh, silly, silly categories that we can use, let me know because I've thought of some silly ones. But yes, do let us know. Uh, this is already going on too long, David, because we need to go watch some World Cup action. And I am getting too hot in this snood. So thank you very much for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.